nerds and nerdettes, welcome to the Your Inner Nerd Podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Mr. Darian Sykes, joined today, of course, as always, by Mr. Said, a.k.a. Skyler, and our special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, the Canadian conundrum, Mr. Black Talon. Guys, say hello. How's it going? Hello, Where's how's our... everybody doing? There he is. So this is now our second Canadian uh, in like really? a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our yeah. Sec- I, we just love the uh, Canadians. I'm sorry. You're, you're stuck with us loving you guys. I guess we're easy to love, maybe. <laughs> now, Talon, I'm not, I'm not going to be upset, but have you listened to the podcast before? I listened to the first episode. I have not listened to... I think you put two more all right. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I, I was... I was wondering because two percent of our listening population is from Canada, and I figured it is Talon and Jedith. Are the two percent? Yep, Talon and Jedith, the two people that we've had uh, that we will have on our show. So that's, that's funny. I remember running to my wife. I was like, "Babe, we're international," and she's like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "We got two percent listeners in Canada." Yeah. I will tell you what our our um, demographic is. It's between eighteen and twenty-two, which is really interesting. I, 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 it's great. It, might, it might change i might chase those youngins off after this episode <laughs> i don't believe that you're a gamer you can't yeah. chase those youngins off yeah they're just gonna listen to it back who's this old piece of shit <laughs> this old guy from canada telling me to get off his lawn yeah, this, <laughs> what this turn into the geriatric network right. oh my god <laughs> role players on wheelchairs <laughs> oh jesus that's All right. great all right so let me ask you guys: Have things changed, said since the last episode? Are you are you playing anything new? Anything that would interest everybody? Not just World of Warcraft, which is coming out, you know, real soon. Monday, right? Tomorrow, yeah. This is we're recording on Sunday, but it's tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And what about you, Talon? You play anything? Uh, outside of Daisy, uh, the role playing in Daisy, a little bit of Destiny Two, yeah, a bit of Conan, and and of course uh, World of Warcraft. Okay, so let me ask you, just out of curiosity, what keeps you going back to Conan? Because I've played it. I mean, we all played it together, and you guys knew what you guys knew what brought me into it. The minute I seen the meeting, I knew that you could increase the size of your schlong, and they had sex animations. I was all in it. My consent sheet was up to date. You know what yeah. I mean? So, talent. I know that's not why I brought you around, but what what bring what keeps you? How do you know? Over? Maybe it is. I mean, yeah. Uh, what keeps me coming back to going back to Conan? Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think um, the ability to be able to just play it by yourself, I think, is is one aspect I enjoy. Um, okay. Depending on, and of course, these are not mod heavy servers, so the building, the building mm-hmm. of the the base <laughs> isn't like almost the sky's the limit on some of these servers. You know, I mean, Literally. you can make some it's... really extravagant bases, and I really enjoy that. It's addicting. It becomes like, you know, like you're building a house in Sims almost. It's so addicting to... It is. Like, like I'll, I'll play on a Conan server just to build and then leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... And that's a lot of it. I mean, I don't play on... Like, the first one that we played on as a group was a role play. Well, it was an mm. ERP server. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was, was full-blown erotic. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't play... I was hoping... When I bought the game, the reason I did buy it was because I was... Uh, an avid viewer of a of a, a Conan role player that I watch, and he was really good at it. But the, I know the lore I'm lost on it. I have no idea what's going mm-hmm. on. So I bought it initially to get into that role play scene because all I was doing was Daisy RP. But 
I just found out that, you know, I just found that the building and just playing the game by myself was, was more than enough to fulfill my, uh, my desire. So yeah, as far as role playing, there was just, there was too much there. Yeah. I mean, one thing I can say about Conan especially is the, I don't know if it's for me, it's like the gratification of like upgrading your forge and then making better (laughs) weapons. Right. And yeah, you're right. The crafting, like the crafting is so elaborate in this game. Like you, I could spend, I have a notebook. I have, I, have a, stuff, I have a notebook full of like well because my I'm, I'm old, right? My memory <laughs> shots. So I got to write down. I need like forty two of this thing, and then fourteen, like one hundred and fifty different pieces to make one weapon. It's like Jesus, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like when you get into the end game stuff, I I need to spend like two or three hours just gathering my materials and then using the community you know um, stations because they're generally a lot cheaper and and quicker to build all the mats and you got to go to a different location and, 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 and create the weapon there. And then it's like, by the time, you know, oh, it's midnight, it's time to go to bed. Like I just yeah. blew four hours just to make a weapon. God, you are, you are an old man, man. Midnight, <laughs> oh my. midnight to me is like when I really start coming into, into life. Like, well, I mean, when I was on ORP, when we were, we were playing pretty heavily, I was, I was pushing like two, two thirty, three in the morning some days, but I gotta, I gotta be at work you know, shortly after seven thirty, so it's yeah. It's real tough. And I run heavy equipment, right? So it's yeah. it's dangerous if I don't get a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 Well and and Darian, you have to realize like, you know, twelve for Talon and I is two thirty your time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. See? So it's, yeah. technically he's not going to bed until like two thirty. It's fine. Yeah, I mean and speaking of ORP, you know, I just want I just want to say, okay, Talon, you were the most convincing middle to late aged African American man <laughs> on any Locking server I played market. as. And when you when I when actually I talked to you for like actually talked to you for the first time, I was mm-hmm. so disappointed that you didn't sound like Marcus all the time. Oh uh-huh. yeah. I actually I heard that a few times from a few people. Yeah, like, I think I was one of them. <laughs> when I I think one time I don't know when it was, but I was I was in a Discord call or or we were in the the OOC chat in the Discord. You're like, who's that talking? Well, that, that's Black Town. That's not what he sounds like. That's not him. Who is that? <laughs> no, this is my real voice. Like, I don't sound like Marcus all the time. And, you know, like, I don't believe it. So, you know. And when I saw a picture of you for the first time, I was like, <laughs> oh, he's catfishing no. everybody. That's not what he <laughs> yeah. looks like. Uh, that's, you know, that's not the first time I've had that either. When I was, uh, when I used to play, I used to be an admin for Tribes RP for my friend Adam. And of course, you know, they, they black talent, the, you know, the profile picture is, uh, you know, Jim Kelly. So yeah, when, when, when I showed a picture of um, me and my, my children, cause I think one was, it was his birthday in the discord. And then the server owner, Adam was like, wait a minute, you're not black. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, no dude, <laughs> a white boy. Like, so everybody's no, like, but you, oh, you wow. do a really good job at the voice. Like you, yeah. you have you have the talent of doing voices. You and Darian have that talent. Darian can do voices really well, and you you do voices really well too. Anytime I hear like a new character, you do, um, you know, when Barkley Barkley scared the shit out of me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is which is odd because I've always stressed that it's not that far from my from my you know normal voice. It's just I stretch words out and change the tones and pitches and stuff. And I think uh, it's the pitches. When you change the pitches, it's what freaks me out the most. Right. It's like, I used that recently on Kinship. Um, 
And unfortunately, the character only lasted not even two hours. Because (laughs) (laughs) apparently when you accuse someone of being a cannibal on kinship, you get hunted down pretty quickly. And then, but, but I mean, they didn't kill me. I will stress that I was standing on the balcony of a third floor apartment building and fat fingered the space bar and <laughs> jumped over and killed myself. So yeah, it was kind of left my, kind of left my group mates high and dry there. Yeah. Jumping over, a, over a, a railing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they thought, they thought the voice was like just someone being a troll. But, mm-hmm. you know, Voices are voices, man. Yeah, and I mean, and this ties into a lot of what we're going to be talking about on today's episode, which is role-playing. Now, not the kinky, furry handcuffs, bullwhips, dressed like a dominatrix. (laughs) Unless you're playing Conan. Let me step on your testicles. (laughs) Yeah, well, unless you're playing Conan, then that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about role-playing in video games, like... We brought up Daisy, for example. Um, there's normal Conan servers where you can RP, um, and it really, you can turn any multiplayer game into a role playing game. Some of them a little harder than others, but most people of the time, do role play in D and D. So yeah, you, know, you, can do, yeah. you can role play anything. It's right. basically like LARPing. You know, it's the same as LARPing, but just in a video game. I've always wanted to LARP, by the way. I knew you would. Oh be the my god, that just sounds so cool. I've also I've also made um um costumes for LARPs. Uh, the LARPers. That is. So, I was literally watching um on Disney Plus. They have this thing called uh, Marvel Six One Six, and one of the episodes on there is a co- a whole episode dedicated entirely to cosplay. Um, and I was that. sitting I there the like thinking to my wife, I was like, "Who would I want to go as?" And then I was like, "You know what? I'm going to." reach out to Sid when I figured out and be like, hey, how much would it cost me to, for you to make me this costume? And, and so, because even though there's chances are that God knows when another convention is going to be able to happen, I want to have my costume ready. And if not, I'll wear it around the house. <laughs> but before we before we dive into all this stuff, yes. um, are, you know, we're still in November. We call it Nostalgia November. And the thing that said it suggested which is a really good idea because i didn't think about it surprising surprisingly is uh music um you know the 90s were the some people would say the peak of music more in i'll say in the rap and hip-hop era because you had notorious big you had Tupac. yeah <laughs> in the pop socket because you had boy, boy bands you had nsync you had backstreet boys you had what was it uh 98 degrees um, and I used to have oh, yeah. actually an NSYNC, um, do you remember those little, like, they were like miniature cassette players on yes. keychains? Yes. And you, they were like little cartridges you put them in, right? Yeah. And they would play like the oh, full song. God. I'm not the only one that had that. Oh, I had, I had an NSYNC one. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. I have no idea what you're even talking about. I know. Oh man. <laughs> but... We have to, you have to listen. We, it's not just the nineties. We're going back clear. Cause music is such a large, mm-hmm portion of society and it has been for a long time you can't discount like the 70s and 80s oh yeah and and, there was some really good music back then too i mean best now in all honesty a majority of the stuff that's on my phone on my uh that i listen to is like 60s 70s classic rock that's it good choice yeah man but anyways so how would you guys like to do this i'll let you guys decide do you want to do i'll I'll let Tonga first and let Let's do band. You can do bands. You can do genre. I mean, whatever you want. Just pick both if you want. Or, um, you know, what what are you thinking, Darian? Um, let's uh, let's do bands because bands is a is a broad enough spectrum, but 
then again, it like can narrow it down by genre at the same time. Or artists, if it's a solo artist, it's a solo okay. artist. I was going to say, because what if it's a solo artist? Yeah, but I mean, I just mean like band, solo artist, whatever. So, Talon, man, start us off. Well, I mean, what I guess what, what do you, you want to know is like what I listened to, what was my favorite, what was my preference, I guess? Yeah, just like what, like, do you have a uh, one that's like nostalgic for you or like something you really loved? Growing up. Sure. Yeah, I think for me it would be um, so being born in the late seventies, um, and uh, having a father that was very, very, very into music. Um, as a kid, when I hear like Pink Floyd, um, easily mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. ever. Love mm-hmm. them. Um, so my family, when we were young, I'll just give you a little bit of, of uh, context. So when when we were young, my dad opened, owned his own business, and he was. You know, he wasn't wildly successful, but he was very good at, uh, you know, storing money away for vacations. So in, the, in Christmas time, we would drive from Southern Alberta to California most of the time to go to Disneyland. The odd cool. time we went to Florida, we went to Disney World, did all that SeaWorld stuff. Or, you know, um, what else is down there? Universal Studios. Yep. So we would spend a lot of time in either, whether it was an RV or, you know, a pickup truck or a van or a Suburban, right? So we do a lot of traveling as a family, and he would always he would always have music on. So I did, developed, um, you know, a, a like for the '70s rock, not so much '60s. He wasn't into that so much, but but so then so that being said, when I hear Pink Floyd, especially it uh, it it reminds me of my childhood for sure, and uh, just those family trips, and I you know I really enjoy that. You got a favorite Pink Floyd tune that you prefer amongst all the others? Uh, I know it's favorite. tough because Pink Floyd is a hell of a band. I'll agree with you yeah. on that 100%. I'm probably going to forget. Now, see, now you're going to put me in the spot, and I'm probably going to forget <laughs> the name. But it's on the Division Bell album, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, God, I can't remember the name of the song. I mean, for me, for example, like when I think of Pink Floyd, I think of two songs. I know there's a lot, but I think of, well, three, actually. I think of Another Brick in the Wall. Um, I think of Money. And um, you know what? I didn't forgot the song too. Oh man, it's the one that starts out with the acoustic guitar. Wish you were here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, okay. So I I did a little googling while you're talking. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, the song was high hope. High hopes is probably my favorite. Okay. And it's the the last song on the division uh-huh. bell, but I mean, I used I listened to a lot of like uh, another brick in the wall. That was a huge album for my father. So mm-hmm. you know, with any of those songs, when they come on the radio, I'm just jamming out, for sure. All right. What about and you? They're all really well done. Oh. So yeah, well, yeah. And, and Pink Floyd is such a such an iconic even even to this day, right? Oh, like you still listen to Pink Floyd. Yeah, like, it's just a really good band. I mean, go to like. The only two places I can think of is like Spencer's and Hot Topic. Like, they have whole walls dedicated to bands from the '60s and '70s and or '80s. If you're of the younger genre, just go to Amazon and yeah. find it. Yeah. <laughs> no one goes into a mall anymore. <laughs> I, I I I literally go to when I go to the mall. Three freight. My three stores I hit: GameStop. Spencer's and Fye, and sometimes I still feel naughty when I go to the back section of Spencer's, and they got those fake like boobs and naked cards and all that stuff. I feel like I'm doing something I'm not supposed to, because I remember being younger, and the, the 
person who's working the register would actually stop younger kids from going back there. <laughs> so like every time I go back there, I'm always just like, oh, I'm being naughty. <laughs> you're being creepy is that what it is i mean naughty sorry no i mean i don't touch anything i still feel like no. i'm not touching anything no it just creeped me out because you did the naughty thing no, i mean that's how, that, that was dog thing that was my mind is i mean my mind's going oh you're so naughty did you go <laughs> be naughty <laughs> no. No, I would. Uh, uh, I don't know anybody that goes to a mall anymore, but okay. <laughs> I do. You support your local businesses. Yeah, well, I mean That's they're awesome. big. They're huge chains, so I mean <laughs> it's not like it's a mom and pop shop with dildos in the back and band t-shirts in the front. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, I mean yeah, hey, I mean franchise. Come on, it could be a franchise. Yeah, I mean that's true. But said, what about you? Um. So. A lot of people don't realize this, but um, at, like Avril Lavigne, I'm going to go with Avril Lavigne, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But yeah. she, she, she's Canadian. She is Canadian, yes. See, I love Canadians. But uh, she she actually got started in the 90s, but her first album didn't release until the 2000s. Okay. But I'm very big into that, and I always have been and always will, still am to this day, mm. to the angry girl music. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> That's your jam, eh? It is, and that's what she was. You know, you you have her, you have like, um, you know, the Veronicas. Uh, even Joan Jett had angry. You know, back in the day, she had mm. angry girl music. So yeah. I'm I'm big into the angry girl music. I don't know why. It's just it's it's very passionate. I think it's better than like the love song crap. Yeah. Or like oh I broke up with you. Like that's not angry. That's just a breakup. <laughs> so like Taylor one, Swift stuff is that what you mean by that? There, yes, that's what I'm going with. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Taylor Swift songs. I'll be honest are, with you, man. I mean, I, I don't mind a, a, the odd tune. <laughs> I, I, I'll listen to Taylor Swift. They're just I can't not, stand it. not my favorite. I, I want like, you know, uh, Pretty Reckless. I want, and even Pretty Reckless is pretty, it's an angry, but more metal, mm-hmm. um, which is a really good band. But like, for me, it's that angry girl genre. I don't know. It's just, you got that pissed off, you know, Evanescence, things like that. Like, I'm just my favorite. Oh, I, I remember Evanescence. Why. Evanescence had, uh, I remember their music video because it was in the, or it was shot for the um, Ben Affleck uh, Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. And they had that one song um, that I liked it. I still do. I probably could tell you what it was. I know exactly what it, Bring Me to Life is what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a great track. Yeah. Amy me, Lee yeah. has an amazing yeah. voice. Because isn't the, I think the, the drummer, um, in Evanescence is from an older band, um, oh, really? an older popular band. I just cannot remember who, what band it was though. Um, I can't remember. I remember. Let me Google. I will Google this. All right. Well, I mean, let's see. You know, and I, I still catch myself like, and I may catch some hate for this and some trolls for this, but I still enjoy the occasional Nickelback jam. Oh my God! What? Yeah, I Hell do. Yeah, dude, Canadian. Love you know those guys grew up in a neighboring town from mm. from uh, my where I live. Oh really? Yeah, they're like an hour down the highway. Oh wow! One actually lived in this town and you know was widely known amongst the close group of friends that I that I hung around with because they were about the same age. So, I mean, the closest <laughs> thing I can say to that is, I mean, I'm from Tennessee, so of course in Nashville you have every giant country music star probably lives there, but. 
more since we relocated to Ohio, uh, more specifically Cincinnati. Are you um, a, are you a country fan then too? Oh yeah. Oh god yeah. But actually, I'm not surprised be. by that. But I'm very <laughs> I'm very specific about my country music. I'm into like the outlaw country music, like Willie Nelson, uh, Hank Jr. Uh, Merle Haggard, okay. Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash. So more like like the bluegrass too, right? Yeah, and, really I, like and I love bluegrass, bluegrass music. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've I've always had a soft spot for um, bluegrass and like uh, it's not in a way like uh, folk music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had like a soft spot for that, um, but. In Cincinnati, what I was going to say is, like, uh, I think Eric Clapton lives in Cincinnati. So, I think because his wife's from here. If I'm, you know, I'm not going to, don't, you can fact check me on it, but I prefer you don't because I don't like being wrong. <laughs> but I think, I heard it from a guy at work one time that they said, yeah, Eric Clapton lives in, I think they said, like, Cherry Hill, which is, like, a real nice suburb. But did you, did you Google it said everybody's on edge right now? No, I can't. No, I can't find it. <laughs> Who cares? I, I think it was like. I think it was I corn. It. I think it was corn. Oh, I like corn. I went through phases, man. I whenever it's my turn, I'll hit you with the phases I went through. Yeah, me too. I've I've I bounced all over the place in my younger yeah. years. Yeah. How about now? Then then what do you listen to now? And then we can always go back. Uh, me specifically. Oh, any whoever. Yes, Sid, we're on you right now. What do you listen to right now? Um, pretty much everything that is not nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, every, uh, right now it sounds really funny, but I absolutely love Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish has some really amazing songs. If you don't know who that is, you need to know who that is. <laughs> I I know the name, but I had no idea that they were an artist. A music, yeah, musician, she, anyways. I think she just barely, like, she was a, a pretty young artist. I think she just barely turned 18. But yeah. she has some, like, really fucking powerful songs for her. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Yeah. I'll, I'll give I it. didn't I even know if it was a she. I'll be honest. Yeah. I see pictures and it's like, <laughs> ah, whatever, and just keeps well, going. And she's she's one that's, like, um, pretty uh, strong-spoken. And, you know, there was a lot of, recently, a lot of stuff of, like, people body-shaming her and shit. And it's like... Come on, she's a fucking eighteen. Yeah, leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> you know, it, it's and one a of those. Kid. I mean, still a kid. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's, exactly. She's gonna grow into whatever you know. If you whatever you think is weird, it doesn't matter. You're just projecting your weird shit onto somebody else, right? Exactly. I, and if you think, I mean, for for us, I mean, think about back to what you looked like and act like acted like as an eighteen year old, like right, completely yeah. unpolished, awkward as all hell. Like, yeah, it's just that's how it is. Yeah. And right. it, just because, you know, it's judge somebody based off their personality and not their looks or mm. or what you a flaw you find, because it's not up to you to find a flaw in somebody. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and a nod to her, because used to be um, it's always kind of been like a big deal on who they can tab to write and perform the uh, theme song for like the upcoming James Bond movie. Yeah, um, she's doing it for the newest one that's coming out. Yeah, so because I mean, usually that's like a big deal. It's like, oh my god, who's gonna sing the the James Bond theme song? Like, I think one year they had Adele do it, um, but and Adele did an amazing job. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not a fan of Daniel Craig James Bond, but to me, no? Pierce Brosnan Brosnan will always be James Bond. Oh, I, I I knew I liked you. Yeah, he he's my James. We could like, have so an people... old episode talking about Bond actors. Oh man, like. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched the 
documentary, but there's a documentary about how that Australian guy got the role of James Bond for like one or two movies. Timothy Dalton? Yeah. Yeah, and he was terrible. <laughs> yeah, he was. But one of the ways, when he went into an interview, he actually, um, the town he lived in, or the town he was in in England that he had to go for for the interview, there was a tailor there. And the tailor had actually made Sean Connery's suit and um, to come in to interview for it um, because it was, uh, it was, at, I can't remember what year it was, but because he was in Your Madam Secret Service was one of the Timothy Dalton James Bond movies. And he actually stole Sean Connery's suit and it <laughs> fit in perfectly. And he went to the interview and he got, wow. yeah, he was, he wasn't a good James Bond, but like, to me, my James Bond will always be Pierce Brosnan. Always. Like, he just fucking looks like a spy. Yeah, you know, in all honesty, I guess, I think it depends on the era, too, right? Like, yeah. so, we're probably pretty close to the same age, maybe. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe no. a little bit. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Okay, no, yeah, like, so, for me, Roger Moore, I think, was the best. Okay. I love Roger Moore, but he's just but right he, behind his, him. I think Pierce. his soul. I think his soul is closer to to that age. Though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, but no, yeah. Pierce Brosnan. I really like. Yeah. You know, everybody was when when the, uh, Sean Connery passed away recently. Everybody was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, he was the best!" And I just every single tweet that I saw, I was and I was going to be like, "Actually, Connery yeah. wasn't the best." Oh my god, you thought, can't do oh. that. <laughs> and then I, I didn't want to get ganged up on and boo. Oh yeah, Twitter, you so. would have too. Okay, so now I think. Sean Connery was a really good actor. Mm-hmm. I think he was really an amazing actor. Yeah. Um, uh, you probably, you guys will hate me, but I'm I'm not a James Bond fan. <laughs> like, you know I, what? And there's I, there's a lot of people yeah. like that. You either you mm-hmm. really like it, or you like. There's never that on the fence. Ah, I kind of like it, but it's either you yeah, really like James like, Bond, or it's like it's garbage. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's. I don't think it's garbage. It's just like it's like eh, it's not for me. <laughs> like I'm yeah. You know, and I, I, I grew up watching that stuff though. My yeah, dad yeah. It, so yeah, I actually heard that because this this one that's coming out would be Daniel Craig's last movie is James Bond, and that's the one that <laughs> Billy Eilish is yeah. doing the song for. Right? Yeah, and and I don't know the route like if they're go- who they're going to go with after him, but I would really, and I talked to my wife about this, I would really like to see a female 007 Because uh, sorry, I didn't mean. Oh no, go ahead. I think what did I hear that I I heard that they were either going to go female or mm-hmm. an African American actor. I you would, know what? I would totally watch a female. If I had to cast an African American actor to play James Bond, I'm going to Idris Elba all day. Uh, yeah, you know what? And he would fit the part. He would, man. He's got everything. He's got yeah. Who would, now who would you now who would you pick for a woman? Uh, um, a I'm trying to question. think of her name. Um. She's an African American actress. Um, oh my God, what is her name? I might have to Google it because I've seen her in something. I am. Don't worry. I uh, would think the um, the woman from. You ever seen Star Trek? The newer ones. Yes. She plays yeah. Uhura. Yep. I would take her in a heartbeat. Uh, you know who I would take? Who? Who's that? Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, really? I think she could be a really good 007. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think she's played the role of a spy in, before, I mean, right? So right. Can... Have you ever seen, like, Wanted? Or even, in, like, yes. she was really yeah. great in Tomb Raider. Like, Mr. and yeah. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was really... like. I think she could do a really good job. Um, the the female I'm talking about is... Uh, her name's Lashana Lynch. And she actually 
is playing a female version of 007 in the new James Bond movie. So I kind of maybe that's going to be like a segue to like they'll just bring her over. They probably will. But I mean, I saw an image of her when they had announced it, and I was like, yeah, that'd be. I mean, that'd be pretty sick. I mean, it'd be a change of pace because you've had all men. Um, so I mean, because 007 is just a moniker. It's not like, you know, so. Right. If if we ever went like an African Afri- African American male, mm-hmm. I would go with. Do you know who Anthony Mackie is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see Great that. Actor. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, he. I, I mean, think I'm ex- I heard he was like he was a consideration for the part if it ever went that way. Oh, really? I think so. But I'd be all right know. with him. Or um, I, I've, I really think Michael B. Jordan is just a phenomenal actor. Oh yeah. So, but I mean, and everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but if anybody like, I was just saying Idris Elba because he's got the looks. You know, he's he's British by nature, so. I mean, but that's just me. I mean, it. I'm the kind of guy who is also like has the biggest man crush on the Rock, so I put the Rock in every role if I could. Okay, before we get down this 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 bromance of of yeah, off yeah. topicness. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't go any further because you're about to jump into that. I know your 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 man crushes, and we all know who's next. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Spilly Eilish. She also has uh, she has Tourette syndrome too. So. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, that's who I would. Who who do you listen to, um, Black Talent, like like newer stuff or right, right now? Like, um, yeah. I'm actually I'm all over the place, but usually what I do, what I've noticed, I go through genre swings. Mm-hmm. So like when I was a young man, it was <laughs> just bear with me here. Yeah, I know it. Back in 1920, no. Um, <laughs> and so I was born in '78, so I really got into music in the the '80s and the '90s. So in mm-hmm. the '80s, I um. I was really into Motley Crue, hair bands and shit like that. Like uh, yeah, Def Leppard, yeah. Kiss, all that stuff, right? And then I started getting into like Run DMC. Like hip hop was kind of a thing back then. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of still niche and off to the side. And people thought they were all gangbangers and whatnot. And whatnot <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but, and then it was Beastie Boys. And then I went through this big metal phase where it was just Metallica and nothing but. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of Judas Priest and you know, Alice Cooper and all this other crap. But I always seem to gravitate back to hip hop, which is weird. Well, people think it's weird, but, but I mean, like nowadays, I, I I even listen to a lot of the new stuff. Like, you know, you like your, your, your future and your uh, Travis Scott and all those guys. I really dig. Yeah. Like I, I dig and I listen to a lot of Drake as well. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. Canadian got to support fellow Canadian, right? Yeah. And, um, but I, you know, I go through phases. I'll listen to nothing but hip hop for like a week, and then all of a sudden it's we're into thrash metal, and it's as I lay dying and like super fast driven music, and it's yeah, like yeah, you know, this, for no for no apparent reason. But yeah, so I'm kind of all over the all over the place. But I'm very open to music. I'll I'll listen to a lot of things, for anywhere from you know like the odd Taylor Swift song on the radio that catches my ear to you know old old corn music or you know <laughs> new um new rap it's just it's all over the place for me so i don't really have a particular genre per se that i listen to more than anything it's just it's almost almost everything right it's almost like Except, your mood it's based off like your mood right right but but it's weird because it'd be, it'd be like for like months on end right i'll yeah. listen to hip-hop for a month and then it'll be thrash yep. metal for like mm-hmm. two weeks but right i guess mostly 
I guess mostly hip hop is 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 a an accurate uh, choice. So now we're now we're to Darian. All right. So let me give you a quick history lesson. So okay, <laughs> I I touched on it briefly on an, uh, an earlier episode, but most of my life, my mom and my brothers and I have lived with my grandparents. And my grandpa was born, you know, the tail end, mid tail end of the 40s. So, you know, he saw like rock and roll really become a thing, like 50s, 60s, 70s. Elvis. Yeah. And when rock, in my opinion, was the 60s and 70s, that's when rock and roll hit its peak. Like, Mm -hmm. so every time I was with him, he would have it on like the oldies and goodies stage, classic rock stations. Mm -hmm. And so classic rock is always my go-to. Now, as I got older, I would kind of start to go into different variations of classic rock, whether it be like uh, thrash metal, which at this point is classic rock, or hair bands, (laughs) which at this point is classic rock. And so I've listened to everything from, and the bands that I love and I still listen to is the Beatles. Um, I've really... God, I'm, I'm, I just feel like I'm going to be everybody's targets for some of these, but I don't like the Rolling Stones. Um, you know, the beach, I don't like the Rolling Stones. It's rude. It's okay, man. I'll do one better. I like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles. Oh, I see. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hate I like either of them. Send you know. your hate mail to blackdallandoesntcare at hotmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I, hold on. Did you just go hotmail? Did you just go hotmail? <laughs> I, oh, I still use one. God. Am I that old? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not the most um, the one I use the most, but I still have one. Absolutely, yeah. yeah send your hate mail to all out of fucks to give at uh, right. hotmail.com, Yeah, but like, I will say Gmail. Sorry. <laughs> like or at least you're not that's using. That's going to throw people off. Like what you're using? Oh, now you're really going to get that hate mail. <laughs> or uh, or what at AOL? Oh my God! I still have family members, and I just every time they tell me their email, I laugh at them. I just can't stop. They're like at AOL.com, and I'm like, what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. AOL? AOL. <laughs> but anyways, like uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, The Who, mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin, uh, The Doors, Jefferson Airplane, all those bands from the 60s, I've listened to them all. I have songs probably on my phone by all of them. Um, and then going up, like I went through phases. Like I, I went through like a metal band, like metalhead phase. Like I was actually a drummer in a heavy metal band. Um, and we played everything from like Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, Oh my um, hell yes and then like i get even into like hardcore like this is a weird subgenre but like i got real big into viking metal what yeah really like, yeah so, so there's there's a band called amon amarth and they're like norwegian yep. to the core and they're, yeah. like all their songs are about like norse mythology you can't under- really understand it and they're heavy too right? yeah dude yeah. they're heavy yeah. i think everybody's like, heard at least one song from them right yeah like head through a wall heavy and like um but one of the groups that i really like and I always go back to um is uh rem yep oh okay. rem i love REM. like like uh there's a series on netflix that shows how songs were written and it was uh, the song they had REM on there, and the song they had is um, oh man, what is it? You'll tell me the name of the song. Uh, That's me in the corner. Who's my religion? Yeah, yeah. And they singled out the lead singer's vocals, 
and it literally gave me chills. And like they just have like so many like good songs looking back like they had it's the end of the world as we know it which I jam religiously now because I feel like it's the end of the world. Um and then like everybody hurts orange crush you know uh losing my religion like you said um shiny happy people drive uh nice yeah, women. some really good songs. Oh man and but I always go back to REM and I didn't really get into them later but the reason I'm putting them in this category is because they were like the 80s and 90s is when they, they came out in the 80s and then all the good songs or all the songs they're better known for. I'm not going to say the good songs because there's some hidden gems in there, but all their like songs are well known for came out in like 92, 93, 94. Um, mm-hmm. But now I just really mainly listen to like metal, like all kinds of metal, like thrash metal, hair metal, whatever, and country music. Um, right I now, I can actually see this. I'm really big into like Luke Combs and uh, Tyler Childers. Um, if you guys I have no idea what those are, Luke yeah. Combs is a country artist, but Tyler Childers is a is like as close to what I call backwoods, like porch picking bluegrass <laughs> as you can get. Okay. And like God. he's just across the river from us. From he's from Kentucky, so it's right across the river from Ohio. And um, I was actually going to see one of his concerts, and they covid happened um which yeah. really just took the wind out of my sails because like i don't know i mean he's uh, he's really starting to gain popularity like if joe rogan mentions you on his podcast chances are you're gonna boost in popularity so and he's he's been really into tyler chillers lately but um so he's he's coming on up and as far as popularity comes from but i don't know that's it that's just what i go to especially like I don't know. It's weird. When I'm in Cincinnati, I listen to more metal. But as like we're driving from Cincinnati back to Tennessee, once I hit, once I cross the Ohio River, country music comes on, and it stays on. I guess because the scenery fits. Like because you got the rolling hills, you got the mountains, all that stuff, and it just reminds me of home. So, uh, Ram is my go-to like nostalgic one now. Um, Even though I didn't really listen to him when I was younger, I listened to a lot of hip hop and stuff growing up. Um, So. But REM. it's amazing what what you uh, as you get older, you start li- liking all these bands you didn't like when you were younger, right? It's like you oh, scoffed yeah. at them, or you know, or your kid brother or your older sister listened to them. It was like ah, it's a bunch of garbage. Yeah, and I now hated. It's like, you know what? That's kind of good. Yeah, I hated country music when I was younger. Like I hated it. Like I thought it was the most boring <laughs> shit that somebody could ever put on the radio. <laughs> you and me both, dude. Oh, I gotta tell you. Gotta tell you. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I'll okay, let you so. Know. My um, when we used to do a lot of traveling, there's the odd time where we took a really um a, a close family, in a neighboring city, which you know our relatives are ours. So mm-hmm. we would drive down there as two families, and sorry, I just clear my throat. Um, they were huge country music fans, so we made a trip to, like Graceland, and you know we did the Grand Ole Opry and all oh, this yeah. stuff, and we ended up in Nashville. And and for I have three siblings, all four of us despised country music. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, we didn't hate it until we did the whole tour, and then we really hated it, <laughs> right? It was the worst experience of my entire life, you know, sitting at, yeah. um, at in Opryland, I think it was, or maybe it was a different place, but I can't remember uh, who we listened to. But it drove, me, it drove me further away from being a country fan than I ever could have imagined, but, which is unfortunate, because I, I listen to some of it now, and it's like, you know what, this is actually pretty good. 
I still it's hate it though. Well, <laughs> not I don't. I don't want to say I hate it, but there's some things that you know might be catchy tunes. Yeah. There's, yeah. For me, it's just there's little tidbits, little songs that I really like. So, like some. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't even remember his name. So. Uh, and people, you know, really a lot of people kind of shit on country music because you know they're all like it's all about beer and trucks and dogs and tractors and hunting, that, and... which a lot of the songs are like i'm not tractors, gonna lie to you a lot of the songs are but... a woman leaving you yeah right. um, but your, those your songs, truck is sexier those, than your woman um... those things happening like a woman leaving you and all that stuff like no real life music, issues yeah and no music, right? exactly no music relates that to you better than country music and the thing i like about country music is a lot of the songs it tells a story and like one of the things that i love is uh, one of the groups i love is the dixie chicks <laughs> and like it's weird because I'll be i did sit- like the dixie chicks I i'll be that. sitting in my car like belting like cowboy take me away yeah. and people's probably looking at me like what the fuck but <laughs> i'd be like, one of those people looking at you <laughs> yeah and but see and it's weird like and when i really felt like i connected with country music is I was listening to the Dixie Chicks, and a song um, came on. One of their songs came on called Traveling Soldier. And it was about um, a Vietnam a soldier who had got drafted into Vietnam. And he the, he met this girl at a diner. And the first one of the first lines in the song is, um, I've got nobody to talk to. Do you mind sitting down for a while and talking to me? And because he was getting ready to get on the bus to go to his base camp or whatever and um boot camp training probably. yeah and they met they had a connection right there and then the one of the last um words in the song is uh she was under the bleachers of a high school at a high school football game crying because they used to read um every night on the tv they would have the list of like people who had died in vietnam yeah. Yeah. and they would read them off at high school football games too like for the like uh the national anthem and stuff they'd say please stand for so and so and they'd read him off and apparently and one of his, and his name was one of the names they read off at the end so she was and they'd never like that was the first time they met was when he sat down like weeks before at the diner and um and then i i don't know like i i felt a tear roll down my cheek and i was just like fuck man like i love the stories that country music tells so i mean i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not a big country music fan but I'm not like a big fan of like older music unless it's sung like re like it's redone. Like uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure you've heard the band Pentatonics. Mm-hmm. They're all uh, if they redo something, I will 100% listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> people think I'm. They're like like they do. Um, they did um, Bohemia Rhapsody recently. Yep, I will listen to it now. <laughs> like, and that's bad because Queen was a big a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I love Queen. Like Queen was so out there for their time. Freddie Mercury was awesome. Uh, Freddie Mercury is a legend. Like I got so pissed off when Queen decided to go get back together with uh, Adam Lambert. Oh yeah. And and it's nothing against Adam Lambert, but it's never going to sound the same if it was Freddie Mercury. Right. And, yeah. and I, I just can't imagine. Well, nobody Queen can replace. Nobody can replace Freddie Mercury. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think he was. That wasn't an attempt to replace him. No. Either. No. No, it at wasn't. the same time, it's it's hard to uh, I don't know. You're never gonna please, you know, yeah. the stalwart well, the Queen fans by yeah. adding someone in, especially a vocalist. Yeah, right? that's always it was. I think it, you, you can think about how many times it actually works. I mean, mm-hmm. it worked with ACDC 
Mm-hmm. But that was a very but it was a one off, I think, because right. the the new guy that came in was just as unique as the the previous one but and, yeah and you still have people now who like will do like bon scott acdc or do you like brian right. johnson acdc right so but and i'm like who the fuck is that uh, <laughs> you don't see um you don't see the difference like like um well like you would hear like between Van Halen and Van Hagar, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, no, so it's By one way, or the like, other. Yeah, this one's different where Adam Lambert and Freddie Mercury have two way different pitches. Yeah. Like, way different pitch. Like, I don't know if you've heard Adam Lambert sing before, um, but his different, like, he can get a high note, but nothing like, you nothing know, like Freddie, Mercury. Freddie Mercury could do. And, and, you know, I was, I was actually pissed off when, um, ACDC quote unquote fired Brian Johnson and brought in Axl Rose like to sing for him for a little bit. I was like, what in the actual right. fuck is going on here? Like, I'm, I'm, not- do wait, do people get that upset about things like that? Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good and- to know. I guess, like me, I'm, I'm like, no, I just don't, I don't get that upset. Uh, I, guess, I, mean, I mean, it depends on how passionate you are about it, right? I mean, yeah it may seem trivial but to some people it's everything (laughs) as bad as it sounds i've never been the only band i was really passionate about when i was it was like when i was really young and that was the spice girls and that was like a one-hit wonder type of thing right (laughs) yeah okay yes i am gay we all know this (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say how gay are you i loved the spice girls okay i loved them but then you know they had some catchy tunes man they did come on i'll I'll say it but they were not on my list like i I'm over them now. <laughs> I've been right. over them a long time. <laughs> all right, all right. So that is our music taste. We got a everybody got a 45 minute talent said Darian music history <laughs> lesson. So now jumping into one of the main topics: role playing in video games. Role playing in video games. So what? Let me let's start with Talon. He's our guest. Talon, what? started you like what was your introduction to role playing in video games if if you can remember if you can't just well, tell us what got you into it well i mean i started way back in like jrpgs right mm-hmm. yeah japanese mm-hmm. role-playing games you know i was a huge fan of the final anything final fantasy mm-hmm. when i was a kid um but in those you don't i mean you you play a role but you're not you know actively role-playing right so right as far as like Role playing like we do now in DayZ. Day Day Z was the game that got it started for me, mm-hmm. and I had I had never never done anything like that before in any other game. And I just started doing it on like open com- not like community servers, mm-hmm. not private servers. <laughs> and it was a struggle back in the day, right? <laughs> because it was it'd be like uh, Daisy Underground, Doug. Now, which mm-hmm. you know you you could you could try to approach someone. I usually used to use the radio. But you could approach someone, but nine times out of ten, you're getting your face shot off and you're losing your stuff and starting over again. So yeah, or they hold your ass up and like listen to you. At least like let let you like well, talk most talk people, out a little bit. <laughs> most people wouldn't even give you that chance, right? They yeah. want the ultimate upper hand. They want to be sure that they're going to win. Right. So they're just going to shoot you from a distance. Meet me over by the church and in, in Starry. <laughs> okay, bam, dead. You know, stuff like that. See, that's but, why you don't ever like you don't ever have gear or guns because then it's like, well, you killed somebody and it, it was like useless. Like you, yeah. you, you, you just something really useless. <laughs> right, but I mean, at the, at the time, I wasn't. Um, but there wasn't a ton of community servers. 
Well, yeah. no, I'm sure there was, but maybe I wasn't familiar with them. I certainly didn't know that there was role play servers, right? Because I kind of I bought Daisy on kind of a whim. It was like a toss up: do I buy Daisy or H1Z1? And thank God I chose Daisy. Oh no, well, H1Z1. H1Z1 is garbage, and well, <laughs> BRs in general are garbage. But that's an art. That's a topic for another day. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, Daisy is where I, which is actually the only place I really do any of my role play. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I mean, outside of. Uh, um, shoot, I don't think I role play in any other games. Well, a little bit of GTA Five, but it's it's so brief; it's not even important, really. Yeah, I mean, going back to your Final Fantasy comment, me and Seda talked about this in a previous episode too. Um, do you remember uh, when Final Fantasy Seven came out for the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, mm-hmm. and you had to buy the thick ass like <laughs> disc? Yeah, it was like four, four discs. You guys want to hear a funny story about that four yeah. disc case? Yeah. Yes. Um, so when I when oh when did that come out? I don't even know the year. But I was still living in my parents' place. And I was you know, I was a growing man. I was not a grown man, not by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially as far as maturity is concerned. And I would stay <laughs> up all night playing that bloody game and then, you know, my, my, my dad he was a great guy. I'm gonna preface this by saying he's a great guy, but he had rules. Right, and so <laughs> you couldn't sleep all if, day. If if uh, Black Talon didn't go to bed when he thought he should, that he he thought Black Talon should go to bed, well then there was hell to pay. And I happened to be playing that game at the time, and and he said, "All you do is play those damn video games." And he come down with a sledgehammer, oh, and God. he blasted that PlayStation with one fell swoop, had a six ounce head on that sledgehammer, and it destroyed the PlayStation and the first disc of Final Fantasy VII. I was oh lost. God. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, "No, my life is over." <laughs> Clearly, I, you know, I didn't feel the same way the next day, but you know, right. <laughs> it was, was kind of crazy. So, it's so funny. You always see those videos on like Instagram or like the internet of like people just doing it to get views and whatnot. It's it I, that you're the first person I've ever heard with a first hand experience of a story like yeah, that. Yeah, it was an actual thing that happened. Uh, I, I was I, I surprised. I have two brothers, mm-hmm. um, and my oldest brother, who is very ADHD mm-hmm. um, and very, very crazy. You've all heard stories about him. Well, Talon and, and Darian have heard stories, but um, anytime we got something like a PlayStation or like a Nintendo, he felt the need to take it apart, but never would put it back together. What? Yes. Would literally take every everything out of it all of it's like all of his computer parts everything and then never put it back together hmm. and you know how sad that was <laughs> i mean like, if you wanted to play it yeah i bet like, i want to play that yeah so we that... used to uh we used to spend a lot of time playing those old games kids i've no. never been a final fantasy person uh no never. i didn't it wasn't a very like for me i was always like playstation was always resident evil for me I never played that Because you were scared. You were scared shitless of that. Come I mean, on. I was, <laughs> I was playing those Final Fantasy games back on, like, Nintendo. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah. So. There used to be a, a PlayStation game for the for play, original PlayStation that was like Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Hmm, and I, I cannot remember, remember what it was called. But <laughs> it, was, it was literally, if you took Resident Evil and instead of every zombie you saw it was a dinosaur and put them side by side, it'd be the exact same game. It was both in, like, a city. <laughs> and that game used okay. to scare me too. I couldn't get that far. Um, but 
yeah, man, I don't know. Final Fantasy never cut it out for me. Like, people were no. flipping their fucking lids whenever they announced the remake of Final Fantasy VII. I know everybody was when they watched it, and I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. But then I never really liked... I've just recently started getting into turn-based games. And it's not even Final Fantasy turn-based games. Like, when I say turn-based games, I mean, like... d uh, Yeah, like D&D, Wasteland, um, Divinity, um, things like that. Uh, XCOM... Um, ones like that, but yeah, man. I mean, if you, if you, if you're that dedicated to Final Fantasy, I tip my hat to you because I just yeah could not. Well, I mean, I was back in the day. Yeah, I mean, they released that uh, you know the, like the remake of Final Fantasy Seven mm-hmm. for an insane for an insane price for such for like a third of the game. If that yeah. I was gonna say, I think it's only like a one part of the game. Yeah, it's like the Midgard part of the game. It's yeah. the very first part. So I mean, yeah, I like haven't purchased it. I don't. I probably won't. Yeah. Um, because you know games like that, even though you know it's remade and remastered, it, it's obviously going to look up to date. But mm-hmm. will I enjoy it as much as I do Probably as not. I did back then? Right. I can almost assure you I won't. But I yeah. I would just rather keep the you know the nostalgia and the, and the thoughts mm-hmm. and the memories about it. But that'd be uh, yeah. What about, for me. what about you? Said was Daisy the thing that kind of got you into? Oh. So I, you know, I'm a WoW player. Been a WoW player for a long time. Um, I did try to role, role play World of Warcraft, um, and uh, there's nothing wrong with. Uh, I'm not dissing on the the role players or the role playing community there. Um, it is not my cup of tea, mm-hmm. um, and it's probably because the experience I had was mainly people just asking for sex or having really hor- <laughs> really horrible horrible backstories like like traumatic backstories mm-hmm. and so like i tried there a couple times um and it just wasn't for me you know i, I left it alone and then i watched uh i started watching twitch and watched a couple people start you know i with daisy i started with daisy and watched it and then i went into daisy yeah so daisy was my first role play okay it was uh you know it's fun if you've never role played, you should. Mm-hmm. It's a good At place least, to start out. Yeah, give it a try. If I mean, if it's not for you, then it's not for you. Well, da- Daisy is a great inter inter introduction because, I mean, it's not super lore heavy. Like if you go into like right. Conan or World of Warcraft, I mean, you're mm-hmm. gonna have fifteen so... years with a lore. Right. Like good it's luck trying much. to keep everything accurate because you're always gonna run into that one guy that knows more than you. Yeah. And he's gonna <laughs> shit on you for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. With Daisy, I mean, it really leaves it open. It's you know, it can be relatively close to you know present day and age, so you know it's really easy for people to kind of step in and play the survivor survival role. And I think that's one of the aspects that uh, keeps me coming back time and time again. It's by far my favorite game. Yeah, uh, open world. I mean, open world games mm-hmm. are my all time favorite types of games. So I will always go back to an open world game. Right. How about you, Darian? Um, you know, I would on it. I would have to say Daisy as well. I mean, my first true introduction to like role playing games like that is, uh, I would watch YouTube videos, of course. Like I would stumble through the YouTube rabbit hole and come across them. Uh, mainly, it was uh, GTA Five. Um, and it's, but I ne- I didn't try that out until because I, I felt like at the time you had to be like at the top of your fucking game to RP in GTA because it was so like in a way realistic. Like when they would RP. Um, Because you would have, like, people role-playing as law enforcement officers, paramedics, fire department, all that stuff. Um, So I first started out with DayZ and actually set an Andre server 
was the first server I joined um, <laughs> to RP in. And so, and I was, I was shit my pants scared. Like, I was like, really? yeah, because I was like, because I really wasn't, I mean, I'm a, I'm a people person, but I have to hang around that person for a little while. you got to get comfortable, like, for sure. Yeah. And so just jumping in, scared shitless that I'm going to run into somebody on the coast and have to explain myself or something. Right. It kind of put me off from it for a while. Um, and But then once I saw how um, welcoming everybody was in the Discord and uh, like how everybody actually, it actually was like a community and everybody were talking and cracking jokes at each other. And, um, you know, nobody was really giving anybody shit about their RP. Um, I was like, you know what? And I was like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to give it a shot. So I went in there with, I don't even remember the first character I had. And I had some bullshit backstory that I made up on the way. Um, but, I don't know. It's just like once I did it, I was like hooked and because you started seeing not only your story evolve, but everybody around you's stories evolve. And, and how they intertwine, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. And I've always loved um, like I love hostile RP. So I would go try to find those hostile RP groups and either A, try to join them or B, try to link up with meet with a group that had something against them that they were going against. Um and honestly, yeah, exactly. And it was yeah. like, it was honestly like, I will tip of the hat to Sed and Andre are, are, are two of the people, Andre more so than Sed, that I ran into first and um, actually get put me in a group to actually do something. Because like Kutu was the first big thing. I remember. Uh, yeah. So for everybody that's listening who's like, what the fuck is Kutu? Is that like a virus that's coming out next? No. Kutu was this they were group. A virus. <laughs> this group, just giving virus to other people. <laughs> this group that we started in and uh, set in Andre's Daisy server, and it was it was the first thing that I really felt like I was the first time I really felt like I was a part of something, and like I mean I just remember and I knew I was hooked because I was up for God. I used to play till the sun came up, and <laughs> like. Then, you know, we moved on. Everybody's moved on to other servers and whatnot. Um, but, I, I, yeah. That I mean, ORP me, is coming back. <laughs> uh, I'm, and I'm so, I'm really so excited. Like, I'm literally so excited to get back into the flow of things with everybody that I started out with. And, and new people, of course. But Can I tell um, you the first time I met your character? Yeah. Um, I think there was, like, a cannibal up at Green Mountain. And, like, you stuck it out in like the hunter's shack like yes. you stuck around and then and then you were telling um you were telling zazel the, andre's character like that uh <laughs> they were playing slap ass over at green mountain all the time. <laughs> yeah i told him i was like dude i because I, I was like i hate staying up here because all you do is hear him over there slap ass and, and <laughs> But yeah, and, that was... and you do know, right, Darian, that the the reason why Zazel and your character killed Ducky was because of my yeah, character. yeah. I mean, by this point, me and Andre were friendly <laughs> out of character, so we would talk to each other. And he told me he was like, he would be like, yeah, uh, Sid's character wants us to kill Ducky, yeah. and I was like, okay. And and Ducky was the first kill that I ever had on Daisy. <laughs> Because then, and then Jed's Andre was like, I think we just created a killer. Yeah, he turned me into a cold blooded killing machine. I was always looking for trouble after that. You were so funny. But no, and then 
but yeah, that's I'm not gonna rant too hard because we got other stuff to talk about. But yeah, Daisy for sure, and I, I still come, even though it's kind of like behind in the times, like as far as you know, it's not the it's pretty realistic, but it's like mods is what make it is what it is. So right, and well, if you, I mean, if every you game has limitations, right? So. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And if you haven't played it before and you do own it, um, I mean, we'll put I'll put we'll put the ORP Discord link in in this description of this episode so you can go check it out yeah uh, orp is a really good a good place to for a starter like it is 100 percent. a lot of people loved it as a starter i mean it was just it's not just like the community is the big it's a very welcoming community um so and that's what drew me to it um i've tried you know just bullshitting around and finding rp servers on uh console on playstation 4 but like I said, it, it on PlayStation, you know, as you guys know, like you can't really mod, um, so it doesn't really have it has its limitations. But uh, I mean, there's all there will always be something, whether it's a server add a certain mod that'll bring you in back to Daisy, even if you take a, a break. So I never would have pegged you for uh, new to role play, Darian. To be honest, when I met you on RP, <laughs> so oh yeah, yeah man, how much of a natural you are at it. I appreciate it. I was, and I was, I like I said, I was so scared. And then whenever, I'm not going to lie, whenever, because up to that point, I'd never met Marcus. I'd only heard about people's run-ins with Marcus. And they were like, yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, so I was like, oh, fuck. So whenever they were like, That's yeah, because we're you only heard from Havoc. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. And all I heard was, all I heard from Havoc was, I want to kill Marcus. Marcus is an asshole. <laughs> I'm going to get him over here and I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so then whenever like i finally met him i was like well i mean i could see how he can come off as an asshole but he because because the thing about marcus was like if he had his mindset on something he was persistent about it right and so i was just like this guy is asking so many fucking questions <laughs> yep i was like <laughs> but no i mean i i and in another testament to it is everybody that i met there I'm still friends with. Like, I'll still talk to him on Discord. We still play other games together, yeah. not just Daisy. Um, but yeah, that 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 was my testament to Daisy. You, That's you, amazing the, the amount of friends you can make and and the quality. Oh, yeah, you can you can grow just from role playing with each other. I mean, I have um, the server that I used to admin for. I mean. The leadership group on that server, we still all hang out together, you know, talk on a regular basis, yeah. and play games together from time to time. But, but yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, you create these long lasting friendships from yeah. something that you may not expect it from. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of, as compared to like, you're not going to make these great, well, I shouldn't say that, but I probably wouldn't make these great friends playing Call of Duty and getting screamed at by a, you know, prepubescent kid. i don't even i don't even have my voice chat on when i play overwatch so (laughs) i mean i don't even play those games anymore but yeah truth be told i'm not allowed so (laughs) are you a troll you're a troll i i I have a temper and i tend to oh you're like me like you want to throw your controller or throw your keyboard through your yes wife made it very clear early on in our relationship that i was to not play call of duty games anymore so yeah See, that's why I don't have my voice chat on Overwatch, because I would be the one that would be being an asshole. I would be the person saying, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why don't you pull your head out of your ass and actually do your job? <laughs> right. I could see that. <laughs> the funny thing about that for me is my wife is like that when she plays Call of Duty. 
she 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 plays it. Um, I'm not gonna say religiously, but she when she plays it, she gets into it, and she, when she's into it, she like she usually doesn't play with the headset. Like she'll just the sound will come through the TV. But the minute somebody smarts off, she's like, "Give me the fucking headset." <laughs> she's she kind of toxic or what? <laughs> no, she's not toxic, but she won't take like people shit talking. Right? Oh, yeah, okay, she's she's, she's, yeah. she's like me. I won't take she's that either. Give yeah. me the headset. Yeah, she, I'm like, gonna tell this bitch. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll keep to herself the whole game. But the minute somebody like it, it's funny because she plays on my account and my online name is <laughs> is these nuts. Of course. <laughs> so, like, somebody's like, "Come on, Deez and dude, you're fucking sucking right now." She's like, "Give me the headset." And so then she'll just go on these tangents. But uh, no, she's she's more into Call of Duty than I am. Yeah, see, that's how I I get with like Overwatch because I usually will do a healing class in Overwatch, and they're like, "I need heals. What the fuck? I need heals. What the fuck? Well, fucking get where I can heal you. How about that, motherfucker?" Yeah. <laughs> Stand, stands in a corner where nobody can see him. <laughs> right yeah it's like that it's like or why did you let me die and then they just sit there and then they're just sitting there in the spawn room and so you're yelling at them get out of the fucking spawn room <laughs> maybe like the guy in warcraft that stands in the fire and says uh, killer? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right now that is like i i one of my favorite spells that they introduced to priest i mm-hmm. I call it, it's it's leap of faith but i call it life grip i can grip people out of like just grip people to me and that is how you know, like, when I raid lead, that is how new, how you know I'm shaming you, is when you see somebody get gripped across the room. <laughs> it's because you are fucking standing in something you should not be standing in. And it's a proud moment, right? When you do grip somebody, yep. you're like, man, I just saved your ass. Yeah, like gold in the mail after this raid. So funny. Anytime, like, um, when we would raid with our, our group, everybody finally figured that out and so like somebody would get ripped and they're like oh <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh shit someone's being shamed and it's like oh, just get the fuck out of it i don't care what you do, just get the fuck out of it uh, i've seen some real crazy priest grip things too that you see it on like twitch highlights of um you know like mythic raiders or someone and someone's about to get knocked off the edge and you the priest is quick enough to grip him back Love those, love those. I, um, really I will also tanks. like troll our tanks once in a while, and I will grip them. <laughs> I'll, I'll be that troll once in a while. You know, um, and just another thing to talk about RP wise is now I feel like more than ever, um, RP has become almost um, a therapy for some people because it's truly like an escape. From like the crazy shit that's going on now. I absolutely think you're right. I, I think any video game where you have any kind of like interaction mm-hmm. with anybody is is an escape. Like for me, I don't know. RP isn't so so much right now. Just just because I'm I'm burnt out a little bit on it. Mm-hmm. But it, something like World of Warcraft, where I have a guild and you know we sit in Discord and bullshit while we level. Like that's yeah. that's even something fun. But yeah, RP is is it is a form of therapy, um, and I agree. It is you know, with how how things are happening right now. Yeah, and I'm even getting to the point now to where I'm kind of extending my RP boundaries. Like I'm just now kind of getting into Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, shout out to Sting Daddy. Looking forward to that <laughs> game coming up. Vikings. Oh, 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 do you have do you have a D and D game with Sting Daddy? Yeah, it hasn't started yet, but it's any day now. I'm just waiting on the call to arms. So, and I, and I, but I like any games really where you can create a character and the backstory. 
and all that stuff. So D and D. Then was why right don't now. you play WoW? I did. I don't know, dude. I I don't I don't know. It's it's like a love hate relationship with WoW. Two seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and, and a love hate relationship widely popular too right like especially mm-hmm. you see it on all the streaming platforms now yeah a lot of people you wouldn't think that are into that sort of thing are into that yeah and i think it's it's far more accessible now via via the uh, video games mm-hmm. as were before you know if um you didn't so much do it in in a, in a game session but it was done like larping mm-hmm. and a lot mm-hmm. of people were like turning their nose up like oh what are these nerds doing oh my god yeah, I right. feel like we're we're getting to that point where like Pokemon and stuff is going to be like the card game itself is going to become really popular again. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. We're just going back in a circle to that. Yeah, like I, I'm not going to lie to you. I play me and my wife play the shit out of Yu-Gi-Oh. We duel each other all the time. With you like actual Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. See, that's going to be coming back. And like I, I've seen people like because it's usually a mainstay in comic book stores, but you'll go into a comic book store um, some even like small chain video game stores will have it, but they'll have like all these tables set up in the back mm-hmm. and it's mainly people playing magic. The gathering um, is the biggest one I've seen. Wait, there are video stores still like, no, like not video stores, but like video game stores, like, okay. um, like smaller ones, like not these big... video game stores still. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, other like GameStop's about to go to business. That's what I mean. Like, they're, they're still... um, no, these are like these are like small chain ones that like do well or like, like locally to yeah people yeah and um, like they'll have Magic the Gathering and stuff. I've never played it. Um, I don't know. The only card game I really learned to understand was Yu-Gi-Oh, and that's because I watched the shit out of some Yu-Gi-Oh. I never never got into any of those. Oh man, Me neither. Yu-Gi-Oh. No, Yu-Gi-Oh was it. Like, and I'll laugh at it now because like if you don't know the premise of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, he, it's this kid whose name's Yugi Moto, and he has this um, puzzle piece around his neck. Of it, the puzzle piece is like a piece of the Millennium Puzzle, and there's various ones scattered out. And people have them. Like the main bad guy Pegasus has one in his eye, and um, when he when he starts to duel, he basically turns into an ancient pharaoh from Egypt, where the card game uh, duel masters or whatever it's called. Uh, was created and he turns into that pharaoh and he is he grows like three feet taller um he becomes like super like ripped and like all this stuff and like nobody notices the whole time i'm like how do the fuck do you not notice a kid who's maybe four like four foot tall at the best but when he starts dueling he turns into a six foot dude with a deeper voice and like knows everything about this game and uh his friend the the guy he's like his rival his name is uh kaiba and he always wears this jacket where the the tail of the jacket is always like stuck straight out like he starches the shit out of it and like of course it's like your common run-of-the-mill like anime themes but like i don't know i used to just watch it on the like when it come on uh weekend mornings and it was just like one of my shows but i, I still play Yu-Gi-Oh. nothing wrong with it Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> I do not play it. I've never played it. I didn't even watch it, so Oh man. But, but Alright. Sid, yeah. what is next in our agenda topics? Um I mean, do we want to dive more into RP or do you think we've gotten I mean, can't really because we've only, we all only play 
you know, one specific game when it comes to yeah. RP. Yeah, as I said, we don't have a very broad spectrum of RP. I mean, <laughs> yeah. GT, GTA and DayZ, mainly DayZ, uh, GTA's... <laughs> if you want to go into, if like, you... erotic role-playing where they're sexual, go into Conan. Conan, or... Yeah, you just be prepared to do a, con- a consent sheet. Yeah, you have to have a consent yeah. sheet. That was only one into... server, though. That was the only no, server I've... I found like that. There's been a couple of servers where they have consent sheets, I've noticed. But so, that's some pretty wild stuff. I think that they should have consent sheet to no, know yeah. like what people are allowing. It's it's weird, but you know, if you're into that erotic stuff, like I'm not judging more power to you. There are games out there for it. Right. And that, and that game really caters to that sort of thing with, with some of the mods that are available. So yeah, you know, it's definitely your more adult game, especially with mods and stuff. Kind of like Scum. Scum's kinda of like the same way. Um, you know, Scum has that where you can select your Yeah. Your yeah. size of your manhood, etc. <laughs> yeah. Size yeah. of your manhood, or size of your you breasts go, if you're yeah, female. I was gonna say, or if you go the female route route the size of your breast. But Scum is a game that has a lot of potential. But it for, didn't they didn't do it very well. Yeah, for an RP scenario just because you can do so much more than you can in DayZ. Right. Um, it's a lot harder. It is so much harder than Daisy, but it's just I guess maybe if like the right maybe if you found the right server or community I don't even know like do they does Scum even There's, have like a side yeah. launcher? They, they do, yeah. Oh, do you they? can do private servers and all that, but there's not many out there. You're not going to find mm-hmm. very many at all. Yeah. So it's 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 rough. It's it's hard to find some of those. Um, and it's you know it's a survival based game, zombie apocalypse, more based in the future than present. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's it's fun. There's a lot of bugs still, like the driving. Yeah. The driving is really weird. Like you drive through the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I was very sad when I first time I drove. I was like, oh yes, there's like twelve zombies out. I can run them over because they're gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, no, didn't work. And then. Most people may not have access to this, but I do. Um, uh, Dead Matter. Dead Matter has a lot of potential. It has a long way to go, though. Never played yeah. it. Yeah, I was so looking forward to that game, and I'm really disappointed with what I see, unfortunately. Oh, you you would be very disappointed on playing it. <laughs> right, and I was really looking forward to it because it's, it's located like in my area of the world. So. Right. It's, I was super they, excited about it. And I'll tell you that the graphics, like I can't say too much because of the NDA, but um, the graphics are beautiful. I will tell you that for for the area, just beautiful. They did an amazing job on the graphics and 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 depicting some of these places. Mm-hmm. But it's just there's there's they have a long way to go. They have a long way to go. So, but yeah, those are like that's one that I'm hoping will become something amazing because I want a server for that game. Yeah. But it, isn't it, it made well. by the same people who did Daisy? No, no. Oh, okay. This is a Canadian-based company that did Dead Matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, a real small group of group of guys too, from what I understand. Yep. Yeah. I think there was only eight or nine of them that did it. Oh wow! If that. But yeah. So we can move on to the next topic. I believe the next topic is. Parenting because black talent is a parent, and <laughs> yes, 
eight as a parent. You have three three kids, right? I have three boys, yeah. And if you role play with me, you can hear them quite often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's hilarious. Like that might like you might have people come to you and say, "Oh, that's immersion breaking." You know what? Fuck them. Okay. Yeah, actually, I've, I've, I've <laughs> RP'd with people who. <laughs> they don't know like before they can turn off their mic they start yelling at their kids to be <laughs> quiet and I, I it doesn't break my immersion i just sit back and laugh because whenever we travel like whenever you go back home and stuff you know i've got three brothers um so like it's kind of hard to rp there because my brothers when they run through the house and like a fucking herd of bull elephants running through the house <laughs> so i tend to not rp when we go home for that reason so but yeah, it's talent, man. I tip of the hat to you to be able to balance that. Well, it's it is a struggle, but I, I mean, I do. I mean, obviously, I get some time after them when they go to bed to do that. But mm-hmm. it's a challenge on, you know, like on weekdays during the during the daytime when you know a, a large part of the community, no matter what community is, uh, a large part of the community is always going to be active during the day on weekends. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I always want to kind of you know get in there and interact with some new people and people i don't normally see but it's it all it's also it's always in the back of my mind you know when i when i key that mic and i i go to go i go to talk and i'm I'm wondering if <laughs> one of my kids beside me yells out the wrong thing or they start screaming <laughs> or fighting and i was like you know it, 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 it's happened i mean and it can be embarrassing but at the same time i've never had any complaints either Good. maybe I'm i've fine. been lucky in that regard so you know i i guess i can't uh i shouldn't worry about it too much but I'm always trying to um, provide good quality role play, and I'd hate to break someone's immersion with a, a seven-year-old telling his brother to f <laughs> off or something like that. <laughs> hey, you know, I've I've hot mic before, and I've I've been talking to somebody, and you know how mm-hmm. my I keep mine as caps, and on you know the caps for Daisy, and I will you double click it, and it says you know your hot mic. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize that, and I'm like, "This fucking guy, are you fucking?" Kidding me? <laughs> See, I've, I've never, you know, I've never tried to talk bad about someone else, but I, I've accidentally like double tapped the caps, or the, or well, I actually play with a pedal, so I use my pedal to trigger voice. But then, you know, I would be talking to somebody, but my my kid would be right beside me, and he's like, "Daddy, daddy." So I, I, you think that you're not talking anymore, but like, and you start talking in this little kid voice. Hey, buddy, what, what's wrong? You want to put your socks on? And then be like, hey, dude, uh, you're, you're hot mic in there, man. Oh, shoot. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Do you want to put your socks on? <laughs> I've RP'd with you before and I heard you tell your kids to put right. their socks on. But I think um, Vince heard me say something hot mic one time. And it was, it was, I think I was streaming, but I said something really fucking rude about somebody. Yeah, like I'm always careful like... about saying something nasty because there's always that funny. chance. Well, it's true. But I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, um, the last thing I want to do, I mean, I obviously, I you know, I, as an avid role player, I would like things to go a certain ways, but you can't control what other people do, obviously. And the last right. thing you want to do is, is, is create, um, you know, an awkward experience or make someone not have fun. Right. Well, so, I will tell you. I will tell you. You. You both know who it was that I said this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we all. We all. All have given this person advice. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so you you could see why I would say this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but if you were havoc, it would have been. It would have been. It would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody would have known, right? That's right. 
<laughs> so um, I do have a question, um, parent, because your wife, I think you, we discussed it before, your wife has like a, a daycare sort yeah, of thing, right? Yeah, day home. Yeah. Um, so how is that going, especially with COVID? Like, is it is actually it's, able to? Yeah, it actually never slowed down, really, because That's... a lot of the families that my wife watches children for are in the are in healthcare. Oh, that's, so they were they were always yeah. working, yeah. So, well, that's good that they're in the healthcare because they're they're more cautious. And... Right. Yeah, and I think that was that was um, it. Kind of put us at ease because at first I was a little I was a little unsure about it mm-hmm. being yeah. being high risk, right? So I was I was like, oh, you know, all these kids, you know how kids are, right? Their yeah. fingers oh, yeah. and faces are and everything, so. You're always yeah. worried, but oh, you know, are they, are they going to bring something in? And so you always try to think, well, should I be doing this? Should I be protecting my family? Should that be the, the paramount mm-hmm. concern? But, you know, at the same time, we couldn't, it would be really tight to squeeze by on just what I make in a month. So, yeah. Right. So and then it would a, be kind of, a, it would be really unfair to the workers themselves, too, right? those healthcare workers that are probably putting in crazy hours like right right and you know you never want to leave people high and dry and right. just all of a sudden be oh nope we're not gonna do this anymore so but my wife is really good in that regard she, she takes care of them really good and takes care of the house so that's good yeah that's, and do you so are any of your kids in school uh my oldest boy is in grade two okay so are they do you guys are they still going to school Have, they yes grade? yeah okay. yeah no they they <laughs> We, we did the homeschooling for a couple months at the tail end of last year when they shut it down. And yeah. it was a challenge to say the least. Yeah. My oldest boy is very much like, like me. So he's, he's very stubborn <laughs> and he would much rather just play on his iPad all day. Like daddy does uh, on his computer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it was a challenge and it was him going back to school was a very, very welcome change. <laughs> because he, cause he he is that he's a catalyst for destruction so yeah. when it's a noticeable difference even you know like when i come home after work and you know my wife will tell me well you know the, the day was great until about 3 <laughs> 30 when the oldest boy got home and then everything was chaos which is normal <laughs> because he's just he's got a ton of energy and he wants to see his brothers and right. all the other kids and then it's just this like a tasmanian devil can run into the house so See, that's, I think, I think that's just like boys in general. Right. And, and, and I'll be honest, they're all boys. Like everyone <laughs> that's here is boys. <laughs> I kid you not. So yeah, you have that's to like how... 10 boys here some days. So even the kids that are being watched are boys. <laughs> oh my God. Your poor wife is probably just going insane. <laughs> yeah. Some days, some days I wonder how she hasn't. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going? What am I doing? <laughs> right, like, boys are boys are very destructive, especially at young ages. Like, oh, I, yeah. I remember when me and my brothers were young, we were destructive as shit. So right, and I have two brothers myself, yeah. and yeah, we were terrible. I don't know how my mother dealt with four of us, right. let alone, you know, just the three boys. I, I couldn't imagine it. I, like, I couldn't know. I, I couldn't do it. Like, it's no. a challenge, so I, I mean, you're I, you're blessed with the same the same situation. Now you get to see how your mom felt, right? right? And I have, <laughs> and I respect my mother more and more every day because of it. But <laughs> it yeah. is um, it's a challenge, though. I mean, I started fairly late. I mean, I'm 42 now. I think mm-hmm. we had our first child when I was well, I was 35. 
Okay. And truth be told, it was a bit of a surprise. It wasn't a planned thing. Yeah. But because when I was younger, I was my my older brother had has two has two children, and my baby sister has four, and they both started fairly early. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch them grow up, and I was adamant. Oh my god, I don't want kids. I don't want snotty <laughs> noses and screaming little, you know, kids running around changing diapers. Get out of here with that. But you know, now that we now we have three. And I'm in my 40s. I, I mean, I'm far more prepared and mature now, mm-hmm. obviously, as, as, a, as a person that I can, I think I can handle. And, and I've even grown in the last seven years, I've grown a whole bunch as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, learning to be patient and, and, and help teach and grow a young, young humans. I don't think <laughs> I would have been able to do it in my 20s. I just, I don't think I was... Anywhere near close to mature enough, uh, financially responsible enough, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so. I think that um, even, you know, when you have your first one, and it may, I don't know because I don't have kids, but I've heard people say, you know, it's different each time you have a new one. And you're, it's not like you're, you care less. You, you still have that care, but you're less worried. Let, you know, you have these, you don't have as much concern when you have the next one or you don't worry about the crazy yeah, shit that you worry about during the first Absolutely. One. The first one is terrifying. Absolutely. Right. I mean, when, um, <laughs> I was so scared when we had our first one, I had no clue. I felt like such a doofus, like all the way like into the hospital and everything. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> maybe you want to point me in the right direction, you know, where, especially where when it came go? to labor. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're not going to just sit in the corner there and do nothing, are you? You're like, you're the dad. You need to be over here. I'm like, ah, look, man, if I'm going to be over there watching stuff, I'll probably fall over and bang my head and you'll have two people mm-hmm. in a bed. So, Am I supposed to deliver it? Jesus, right? what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, outside of the, you know, the obvious, well, you know, words of encouragement, <laughs> maybe talk your wife through it. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't have any either. Um, You know, my mom was always the wise one saying, uh, well, my grandpa always told me not to get married, but I didn't. But I didn't listen to that. Um, but my mom Probably was always a good thing because your wife is really pretty. Yeah, you know, yeah, my wife's definitely a catch. Like I'm an ugly son bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> and with, all confidence. The, with all the shit she has to put up with, you know, I mean, but you know, my mom always told me she was like, she, my mom always told me to wait because my mom had me when she was fairly young. I think my mom was like 21 when okay. she had me, and um. My mom always told me, she's like, just, just wait. And she'll be like, I know you guys are always like, you guys that come across time when you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is the right time. But my mom said, wait, she's like, just wait until you're at least in your early to mid thirties, because that gives you all enough time to, cause you know, my mom's teaching me all the struggles she went through and how to avoid those and not put myself in a situation where I feel like, how am I going to put food on the table? Um, kind of things because you know I mean not only is a kid like another mouth to feed uh, but it's all this stuff that you have to buy yeah Yeah. you're not thinking about like doctors dental right exactly and so she's like just wait she's like get her big thing was get financially secure because my mom used to work these ungodly hours at the Mm -hmm. airport to where she'd be gone all night into the early early morning and then when she get home she'd have to take care of me God, and I then, was sleeping. Yeah, and so she's like, "Just wait till you're financially secure." So we're waiting, um, and I feel like that's the right thing to do because I'm not. I'm not going to say 
I'm not selfish by any means, but like it's one of those things to where if I want something now and I have the money, I can buy it. But huh. when I feel like when the time comes when we have children, it'll be one of those things to where I have to put what I want to the side kind of thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. So I don't want people to think I'm shit talking kids. <laughs> because I'm not, but I think we're all like that, right? I mean, yeah, in a way. So, so but but for me, I I will admit I'm selfish. Like I am hundred percent selfish, and there's and nothing wrong with that either. Though. No, no, because I I I know that I'm I don't want kids, and why would I like for me? Why would I go have kids if I know I don't I don't want them? Right? right. Like, why would I go like adopt or or do IVF or whatever? Why would I if I don't want them? And it's mm-hmm. I'm not dissing on people that have kids. I like I think other kids are adorable. Other people's kids are adorable. Mm-hmm. You know, I love when black. I can hear Black Town's kids in the background. It makes me laugh. <laughs> like it, it's just hilarious. But like for me, I don't want my own kids. Like, cause I I I enjoy my time that I have right now by myself or like with right. with my husband. Or I enjoy it. Like I just bought a new truck. I like going out and just getting things when I can just get things. Right. right? Like and yeah. I was a, I was the same way. I mean. Yeah, everybody when was, is. When I was in my late twenties, or even in my early thirties, you know, my my wife and I were living in a one two bedroom apartment, and you know, I had I had a nice truck. I could spend money on it anytime I wanted to. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the bank account was was fat. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because you didn't have all the, the. And it's not that kids are bad; you just didn't have the extra expense, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the yeah. The, I mean, the money going out was minimal. Right? Yeah. But. But you know, then again, you know, it, it, what it did for me was it caused a, a quite a chain reaction in, in in life change. So I mean, a two bedroom apartment, right? So we're on the third floor of this building, which you know, at the end of the day, you're you're shelling out money for rent and you're not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not you're not um, there's no you're, all you're doing is renting. Is you're throwing mm-hmm. money out the window. Yeah. So as soon as we have a child, or actually, as soon as we found out, hey, like we're gonna have our our first, that's like okay, well, now we gotta buy a home. Yep. So I mean, you so you're just not just throwing money at the window, right? You have, and you have and house. you want to keep them in a in a place where you feel they're safe. Mm-hmm. So like for us, and we were living in an apartment, and it was across the hallway was um, an avid marijuana smoker, and you could mm-hmm. smell it all the time. So mm-hmm. and there's you know people coming to this place at all hours of the night. No, no, you know, you don't want to raise your children in that sort right. of environment, or at least I didn't. Right. So, you know, you start, you start churning through it really quick and changing how you do things and, you know, buying homes and, you know, insurance and all that jazz that goes on top of it. And next thing you know, it's, oh, well, you know, don't have a whole lot of money to spend. It's quite, a, it's quite a life change for sure. It is. But it's, it's for the better, I think, for, for us anyway. Yeah. And for people, I, you know, some people, and I don't, I don't think anybody should judge uh, people based on you know if they have kids or not like i'm not you know i don't want kids and i'm not gonna be like darian i can't believe you want kids you're you fucking suck like i'm not gonna be like that like like if you want to have kids go for it like yeah not uh, fucking affecting me my, my <laughs> thing is is like i i myself am a huge kid like and i always will be and so oh, yeah. we will never change i'm gonna tell you that and and i <laughs> and the thing is is like i want kids because i want somebody that not only i can pass down things like the things that i enjoy too and introduce them to the things i enjoy like going to conventions and reading comic books and and answering all their questions about superheroes and video games and all this stuff and and that's why i want them but i also want to like i said financial security is the biggest thing for me and 
nothing. I'm not knocking the city of Cincinnati. I'm not knocking the state of Ohio. I don't want to raise my kids here. Yeah, I just don't. And you know, and and I and I'm and I am extremely biased when it comes to the South. I love everything about the South. So I want to raise my kids in the South, and I want to, but I want to make sure I'm not renting a place that we have our own house, and so I can put my kids through this this I'm not gonna say the Southern school system because people will be like start turning into some fucked up shit but <laughs> like but i you know i mean it's proven some places have better school systems than others right and mm-hmm. uh and i don't know i just want to raise them not in the hometown where i grew up necessarily but in the, the same area so you know i gotta tell you something that's funny is like you, your mom did the opposite of what my mom did my mom pushed really hard for like wanting she's like i want grandkids i want grandkids mm-hmm. i mean you know my my brothers finally had kids and it got her off my back. But I want grandkids. <laughs> I want grandkids. And like she'd always call our dogs her grand dogs. And she's like, I want something more than grand dogs. I'm like, well, you're going to keep wanting and getting yeah. shit for me. Like, <laughs> That's always but, tough to handle, too, right? Like, I think yeah. when, when someone, you know, when you go to the family gathering and they're like, well, when are you guys going to have children? Well, you know, I mean, it, it's it's terrible when, not terrible, I mean, poor choice of words, it's awkward when when you are the child that doesn't want them mm-hmm. right like uh mm-hmm. i always got it too i mean we have i have three siblings um i have one sibling who's n- never gonna have kids i mean he yeah. still lives with my mom so um but you know my my older sibling my older brother had kids and my baby sister had a bunch and then you know i was i was a fairly normal young man you know outgoing dated lots of girls and then that was the question it was like well well roy when are you gonna have some kids mm-hmm. i don't want that shit we talking about <laughs> but you know eventually you know it, it happened and i have a friend who's the same way he's um he's one of two children and he has a wife and they had uh, a, a scare with a with a failed pregnancy early on and so they're adamant they're not going to do it anymore yeah. but they're always that couple you know when they get together with all their friends or the families and then, then the people are like well when are you gonna have kids and then you, you know, always they, have the person who's like what monster doesn't want children Right. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I get what, that. What they don't consider yeah. it is the the reasoning behind it, right? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, and you maybe paying for. Right? Well, and, and, what they want. And you know, to 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 add more to that, like it almost is a a brainwashing ceremony where all these people are constantly saying that, and to, it got to the point where um I I was having people telling you know saying you want kids you should you know you should have kids like just like pushing it so hard. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, we want kids. We want kids. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, well, well, let's look into adoption. Let's look into IVF. And let's, you know, so I start looking to all this stuff. And then I sit down with Jets and, like, do we really want kids? And he's like, no, not really. And it's like, yeah. Our fucking parents are like brainwashing us or something. <laughs> but we, you know, and yeah. to make sure, and it probably wasn't the, the biggest thing, but um, we actually did a foreign exchange student program where we had a foreign exchange student come live with us. Yeah. Um, and, it, he was a good kid, it, it, but it's it's really uh, a, a big change, right? You have mm-hmm. a whole nother person that you're having to worry about. Like, I was playing soccer mom, and literally, like, I would have to get up and, like, you know, go pick him up from school, take him to soccer practice, do, you know, do all these things. And, you know, it, uh, and, and like I said, the kid was great, but I'm just like, I don't fucking want kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> not if I'm like, I'm going to be a soccer mom. Like, nothing against soccer moms is just not my you know something i want right 
Right. And someone's always going to tell you, oh, but you're going to, you're going to feel different, you know, mm-hmm. if it, when it's your child or if it is your child, whatever. Right. And right. Know, maybe that, maybe that rings true a lot of the time, but it doesn't, that's not a reason to just go out and do it. Right. You have to really right. want yeah. it. I think there's yeah. plenty of us in the world, <laughs> like me, especially because two of our three were unplanned, but, um, <laughs> it was, you know, there's, there's so many unplanned pregnancies. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm just happy that, you know, most go to term and, and you know, you're right. Out, so. and, and, and I think what you're seeing is younger generations, like, um, you know, millennials and, and generations below aren't having kids. And the reason that is, is because it it's becoming excessively expensive to own a house or purchase mm-hmm. a house mm-hmm. or, yeah, it is. And, and so that stability, that financial stability, like, you know, Darian, it, people are saying, I'm not going to have kids because I can't even buy a fucking house. What, I can't mm-hmm. take care of a kid. <laughs> and a lot of people mm-hmm. are pushing for that, too. Like, uh, it, you know, as soon as, okay, well, you know, don't have kids till you're late, till, you know, your 30s because take advantage of the time from when you get out of school till till that time, you know, whether it's a five-year window or a 10-year window or whatever, right. to make that money, be successful, get a good job and get a foothold and 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 be able to rely on that financial security and also, you know, go out and party and have fun, like enjoy your twenties, you know, right. like, like, like you should. Yeah. And it's to the point now, like, especially nowadays, most people can't even get a job. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a struggle for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the ones that was laid off due to COVID. I mean, look, I was lucky enough to come be able to come back to my job, but you know, I mean, especially I, I like I said, I, I tip my hat and I have nothing but respect for, the parents now that are raising, like you, Talon, raising younger kids with all this stuff going on and the ones that right. are expecting now because that just adds a whole nother level of fear of having to go to the hospital to deliver a child. Is, or is even, even if, like, like, especially, like, in Talon's situation where he has three boys, mm-hmm. I guarantee they have quite a few a few scares. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, the scares are even more scary now because you're like, shit, we have to all wear masks, go do this COVID mm-hmm. thing. Like, I don't know if you broke your arm or if it's just spraying. Maybe it's just you walk it off, throw some dirt on it. Right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. going to the hospital or the or the emergency clinic or whatever is like a last resort kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the things I want to know, Talon, is, and, and I, I'm sure most parents out there, especially parents that, before and while they have children are avid gamers um how do you balance the time between family Mm -hmm. time and getting in because i mean everybody likes playing a good video game every now and then so how do you balance the two um in all honesty it's 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 a it's a struggle for sure because Mm -hmm. i am a very avid gamer and i like most nights i think the only way i'm able to make it work is because i have such a great wife Right. Mm-hmm. She's she's super accepting with my hobby and she allows me to do a lot of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So but you know, I, I guess it it's a struggle during like the off times when when you you know, you have to kind of balance gaming and, and parenting. It, mm-hmm. obviously parenting is, is the paramount concern. Right. So you just I mean it's it's a change to not be able to commit to something like a game mm-hmm. because it, you at, at the end of the day you know you can't. At least not mm-hmm. while you're, you know, you're, you're trying to be a parent at the same time. Right. But there's always times, I mean, like after, you know, in the evening when the kids go to bed, it's like, full on, let's game. 
they almost yeah. get it done. But yeah, I mean, especially like weekends, right? You're like yes, <laughs> weekends are actually not as not as not as good as I would have. Well, compared to <laughs> before, right? But you know, but it's 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 also quality time with the kids too. So mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to. I mean, I I look for every opportunity to play a game because I I do enjoy it. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to ignore the rest of my family either. Right, and right. see, with me, it's same. Well, right now, I just have to balance game time and wife time. Um, right, and I probably so, don't give enough of that of the latter there. Yeah, to be honest and, with you. and I'll be honest too. Sometimes I don't. Um, and, uh, hold on. I think, Darian, I think you're a fucking liar. <laughs> no, I mean, because sometimes I think you, you got to think. Red, though, like I, I do, and I love her dearly, more I, more than anything in the world. And, but see, my thing is, is I spend time with her. you got to think, okay, during the week, my wife works usually 8 o'clock in the morning to 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. And most of the time I play games is like 12 or 1, 2 o'clock in the mornings when I'll start. And then I'll go usually till about four thirty-five, right? And then, so I I usually get a good during the week anyway. I usually get a good five six hours tops hanging out with her. And to me, I feel like that's not enough for me. Like she is fine with it, but <laughs> to like, me, I away, feel like but, yeah. But to me, I'm just like, <laughs> let me love you, damn it. <laughs> but I need you. <laughs> Yeah, but see, uh, and I'm lucky no, enough. No, hold on. Like every time, like I, we're in the middle of something. I remember when we were like doing an ORP, like we'd have a meeting, or even like recently when we were going to record. Like I got to go. My wife's home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, she just walked through the door. Calm down. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get excited. I you're like the dog. You're like the dog, so. right? You're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched the doorbell camera, and when she starts walking up, I run oh downstairs. No, God. but but luckily enough, I have a wife who shares the same interests and hobbies I do. Not to the extent that I do, but she likes playing video games. You know, she likes right. um, going to the movies. She likes comic books. She likes all the stuff that I like. Probably not to the extent uh, that that I do, but you know, she understands. And uh, I'm lucky enough to a lot of the time. I can either play games with her or, you know, buying her a Nintendo Switch was the best thing I ever did. Because if, if I buy, since I bought her that, that's what she plays when I'm playing on the computer or if I'm playing PlayStation, you know, she's usually got her Switch out. Um, so I'm lucky enough to have that. So, um, Talon, what about you? Do you ever find yourself like you and your kids like nerding out about stuff together, whether it be video games or anything else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, mostly with the oldest one because the youngest are still pretty. Yeah, they're four and three. But uh, the seven-year-old, absolutely. You know, he loves he loves Warcraft. He'd oh, really? Dad, Daddy, can I play Warcraft? He's got like ten characters on my one. <laughs> Most of the one server is full of his characters, and they're all like level six. Yeah, but he loves it. He well, he watches me play it all the time. So yeah, you know, he'll he'll every time he kills a guy, he's got to yell over to the couch, "Daddy, I just killed this guy." <laughs> it's like, That's oh, good so job! Cool. You, you killed the boar, had a boy. Yeah, but but then same thing with like um, like he likes the Avengers and all that stuff, right? Spider Man and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, we get excited when we watch like Avengers movies and whatnot. We geek hey, out. When we do the superhero episode, I'm gonna have to have your 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 boy get on here because <laughs> yeah. I'm telling, I'll I'll talk to him for hours. About yeah, he loves it. But no, I mean that's awesome. It's funny that you know your kid is interested in likes Warcraft because for some kids, I feel like that would just be like a bore. 
Yeah. I mean, not if you think about it though, like Talon plays, so he's he wants to do what Dad does, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think that's the only reason why there's a draw there. I mean, he's got his he's got an iPad, so he, I mean, he plays a lot of Fortnite mm-hmm. and a lot of other really bad games that I tell him that are no good. But <laughs> I'm not going to spend the money to buy him the good ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those, you know, some of those, some of those are pretty bad. Those games. Oh, there's some terrible games that he plays. I mean, he's got Minecraft too, right? So yeah, him and his his two brothers, they all play Minecraft together. So it usually ends that, up in a fight, yeah. but it's normal. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. But that, yeah, that World of Warcraft draws usually because Dad plays. So yeah, you know, it's that connection and right. And he'll to be see like Dad and have fun. He'll see Dad ramming on the keyboard. You know, you know, Saturday nights during raid and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure he wants to be a part of that at some point for sure. I mean, I had brothers that I had to do that with, and now like, I got I got a brother who's 18, and then I got one who's 10 and one who's 11, and um, you know, I, when I go home, you know, that's the most exposure I get to kids. I mean, my wife, it's weird. I have three brothers. My wife has three sisters. Um, so that's, I'm afraid when we have kids, we're going to get one of each. So that's, I'm kind of like, let's wait. So, um, but no, I mean, I, I, I play games with my brothers like that. They don't like the same things I do. They really think I'm a nerd and it's weird when you have your 10, 11 year old brother calling you nerds (laughs) because they play, they play sports. And so like, there's all, they're always at basketball games, baseball (laughs) games, football games. And, uh, I, I mean, I played sports when I was younger, but most of the time I quit. Um, so (laughs) Uh, so it, it's weird. Like I'll be playing with them and then I'll look over and I, I hear my 10, 11 year old brother saying like, uh, fuck you bitch. Like when they're playing, I'm like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What do you see? You're, you're 11 years old. You can't be talking like that. And they'll be like, he fucking was camping, dude. <laughs> and you're like, so yeah. Dude. Okay. He deserved it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. That prick deserved it. But now, I mean, like I said, I'm looking forward to it because I want like, I don't know. I just feel I want I want what you explained how the kids like oh dad's doing this. I want to see what it's about. So I mean I'm looking forward to it. I, I in all honesty, um, nothing against my wife, but I want kids sooner than she does. Like she's the one actually following mom's advice, my mom's advice, and waiting and wanting to wait. I mean, given she's almost done with her PhD, and I understand you don't want to be pregnant. And, pregnant, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. But if it was me, I'd be like, let's pop him sons of bitches out right now. Bang, bang, bang. But, you know, she's, so she's being the responsible Yeah, one. she, but that's, that's always our relationship. She's always the responsible one when it comes to certain things. I mean, I'm always the one that, like, doesn't give a shit to do anything. So, but, no, oh man, yeah, I appreciate you being honest with this, Tal. Yeah, it's always, and it's always exciting, right? As, yeah. as the parent or even, even a sibling when, when you're, your offspring or your sibling want you know it shows interest in what you're doing yeah because it's it's not it's not i mean it's, it can be enough to just enjoy it yourself but when you when you have someone else that shows interest and you can teach it's it's a different ball game for sure yeah yeah 100 percent um so that being said that's weird saying that being said than talking to said right <laughs> said do you um did you want to touch on like uh, COVID stuff? Or... I, I think we should. I think okay. right now it's really important to touch on COVID. Yeah, I know I know that we're trying to um, avoid, you know, trying to give something to talk about other than COVID, something other than COVID or, you know, politics mm-hmm. or whatever was going on in the world. But right now with 
how serious COVID is, I think it's important to touch on it. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fun. Start it all. Start us off, man. Uh, obviously, I'm not an anti-masker. Everybody mm-hmm. should be wearing masks. Uh, does anybody here like believe that, like that we shouldn't wear masks? Like that's no. my number one question. No, I mean I have. I oh, said you talked to my wife. She's a chemist. Oh know, yeah. So it it's facts. Like she's like they work, and everywhere I go, she's always like literally before I walk out the door, she's like, "Do you have a mask?" I'm like, "Yes, sweetheart, I have a mask." <laughs> and, and like yeah, with black talent. I'm yeah. I'm the same way. I'm 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 uh I'm pro mask for sure. I don't wear it all the time, obviously. Um, but I don't, I am a, I'm a bloody hermit. Like I don't go out very often. Same. You know, my wife does majority of the shopping and stuff like that. So, and I know she wears one too. So, but it's, um, like if, if things were to, to change here, I think I'm in a small city, right? So it's not, you know, running rapid. There's only like 10,000 cases. There's just barely 10,000 people here. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. I mean, I still will. I mean, if I go into a place where I feel like I can't distance and I absolutely wear one and do I believe that it works? Do I believe that it, it's a it's a an important tool, along with other things, to help prevent the spread? I absolutely do. Right. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a, a you know, and it, it's, it's frightening as to say. I was perusing Facebook the other day, and one of my <laughs> friends was like, "Oh, you know, it's just like a dust mask, and it won't stop sawdust, so it won't stop you know a virus." Okay. Well, okay, but your point is well well taken but at the same time it's not the mask itself and nobody's going to tell you that the mask is going to 100 percent stop the spread right, right. it's right. one it's one thing that we can do um to help prevent or at least curb the spread right so if your argument is well it doesn't create a seal and it's no good well okay well the last time you did some drywall work and you wore a dust mask did that mask uh, limit how much dust you inhaled absolutely mm-hmm. it did Right. So if you can, if you can agree that it works in that regard as, as, as it limits how much dust or whatever it is you're just trying to keep out or in, um, then, then absolutely it, it, it helps. But when someone, and of course it was on Facebook, so I always worry that you're going to have that, that anti-masker jump down there and call you, yeah. you know, and not just everybody getting up on you. Yeah. And you know, or or they're so they're so convinced that it's a government ploy to control you in a way, you know. I, it's I, I I don't want anything to do with that. It's it's no different than politics for me. I mm-hmm. I, I avoid having conversations about that. Same on yeah. social media for that very reason, because there's always someone out there just looking to ruin your day. Mm-hmm. So well, I think and, the problem that we have right now is people are like. Oh, it's, um, they're infringing on your civil liberties. Okay, first off, if you're listening to this, um, and you're one of those anti-maskers, and you believe it's infringing on your civil liberties, learn what civil liberties mean, because I couldn't get married for a large portion of my li- my life. That is a civil liberty. Right. Yeah. Um, not wearing a fucking mask. Like, it's just like, you have to go to the store, you wear shoes, you wear a shirt, you wear pants, yeah. you can put a mask on and it's not going to kill you, like. I want to go to the store naked and only have a mask on now and see if they get mad. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh, just, just go in your underwear because apparently right. clothes aren't essential, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's it's no different than putting another piece of cloth on your face. It's You have a cloth on your body. Why can't you put one on your face? And yeah. it's right. and, and like your, your point, like, you know, it's not even about um, like, it, it's a good, it's a, it's an okay argument for him to say the sawdust, but it's not at the same time because that, that 
that sawdust would have to be a person, another person, right, putting a mask on. Right, and the and the whole premise of this, this the discussion, and the only reason why I replied is because he was a friend of mine. It was someone right, I've right. known for a long, long time. So what? If more than anything, I was judging by what he had written in his post. I was concerned that he was really unaware mm-hmm. of of a what the mask does, and and b what the you know what what he could prevent by wearing one. But I think to it doesn't necessarily mean that I believe everything like the government. I mean, I don't believe everything I hear. Obviously I'm not that gullible. Right. And right. do I believe that we need to do absolutely everything the government suggests? Well, no. I mean, no. for example, just the other day I was, you know, looking through, looking through Twitter and, um, I seen in a neighboring province in Manitoba, um, big stores like Walmart who have, you know, managed to stay open, when mm-hmm. small businesses have to close, yet they provide the same service, um, they are having to rope off, like with danger tape, clothing sections um, of the store because shopping. They, the law was, or the the bylaw that they put in place was, if it's not essential, you don't need to buy it, mm-hmm. right? So, but the people are going to be in the store anyways. So, if they're going to be in the store buying food and your essentials, why are why would they want to rope off other things in turn bottlenecking the population that's inside to, you know, the same common areas. So it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Some things are just so out in left field. It, it boggles my mind. And so things are so simple and trivial that it, you know, I'm fine with, but. See, and it's, 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 it's that like that where I live, I live in Idaho, you know, you, you know this, and, um, I live in an area that has 55,000 people, maybe 60,000, you know, um, so it's like 55, 60,000 people, but it's, it's really rural. So it's spread out, right? We have a lot of agriculture in between us. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, our County, one of our, our County where we live, we have national guard at our hospital because we, we don't have any more beds. It is, mm. you know, we're to the point where we're we're rational, we're doing uh, rationalized, um, a rationed healthcare where we've, the doctors are literally saying, we can provide this person with healthcare because they're young enough. This person, they're too old, or they have asthma, or they've mm. been on a ventilator before, so we can't ventilate them again. So we're at that point, yet nobody, like nobody, understands this. And Saturday, there's this ginormous fucking high school football game. And everybody is sitting next to each other. No oh, masks are wearing. They're like, oh, we're outside. It's like, no, you literally are in, like, the bleachers, not spread out, <laughs> cheering, spit, oh, flying crazy. everywhere. Yeah, it's like, so it's like, really, like, but most of these people are like, oh, it's just a government conspiracy. It's not real. It's not that bad. They're just making it sound as worse than it is. And it's like, no. Right. And that's the argument I really can't stand to hear is it's not real. Right, it's, it's, it's like, the five G. <laughs> the five G gives you COVID. Yeah, <laughs> that one too. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with people? I'm sorry, but like, it is a real virus. Yeah, and the, my biggest thing is like, does COVID give you the shits or something? Like, why did everybody buy up toilet paper? Um, it is actually diarrhea is one of the uh, symptoms. But did they find this out as soon as it hit or after? Well, I mean. Because them motherfuckers are buying up toilet paper. Well, no, a lot of that is made out of country, though, isn't it? Like China. Yeah. yeah. So, 
yeah, when people get, you know, well, and it's considered an essential thing. So it's one of the first people. It's like, you know, when people rush to the supermarket and buying pallets of water. Yeah, so, bread and so milk gotta, if there's going to be a blizzard. I got to tell, tell you, um, one of the main things I, I always know, like, because um, I, I do a lot of my grocery shopping online since COVID. Like, I'll do yeah, or, pick up orders or something like that. Or I'll go, like, we have a 24-hour store that went back. Well, it scaled back from 24 hours, and then it went back to 24 hours. So, like, we'll go at, like, 2 in the morning on a weekend because <laughs> there's nobody there. But yeah. there's one product that will tell me when when shit's about to hit the fan again and people are going to start buying like crazy one product that will be out of stock and you want to know what the product is locally um, it is coconut creamer for coffee what <laughs> <laughs> i am not even kidding you like so that's that's your signal eh? when the coconut creamer shelf is yep. empty yep when they're like there's no more coconut creamer it's like motherfucker it's about to happen <laughs> right and you know a lot of that stuff too like to- toilet paper that was a great question like i mean I, and obviously Obviously, I don't have all the answers, but it's it's a mindset, right? So when people mm-hmm. hear yep. toilet paper shortage, whoop, look out, send the wife to the store. Better get <laughs> some before there's none left, right? Even if it, I don't it didn't use even your have shirt. to be toilet, <laughs> right? It didn't, it didn't even have to be toilet paper. It could have been anything, right? Yeah. It could have been water. Or it could have been. And that's what it was. It was a lot of those shoes. Things, right? You know, there's a oh, shortage. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie to y'all. When that first happened, I was like, ah, eh, man, fuck that, whatever, but. I fucked up my plumbing bad because I had to use paper towels most of the time for a little while. <laughs> okay, Darian, this is what I'm going to tell you to do. You you got one you got one bathroom? Uh, one Two and bathrooms, a half. one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Go on Amazon. Go yeah. buy yourself a motherfucking bidet. Sorry, bidet. But a bidet, and there you go. You're not going to be using a shit ton of toilet paper. But I mean, don't you still use toilet paper after you bidet? You can't guarantee the water's going to clean all the shit off of you. But you don't have to use it. Like you don't have to use like a fucking wadful or whatever. Right. So yeah. it's less I'm pretty good at rationing. I like well, split. <laughs> I turn double ply into single ply. Well, then you would be okay with this, and you could just spray and then use the single ply. <laughs> he's I'm he's sitting kidding. there. He's like, I'm not bringing the phone and watching Twitch. I'm splitting toilet paper plastic. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like serve. taking his time splitting. I, I knew. He didn't want to your shirt, okay? <laughs> I knew shit was going sideways whenever, um, and God, listen, everybody, if anybody from the South listens to this, I'm not talking shit. I'm from the South, <laughs> born and bred. I understand. But I knew shit was getting real when they started buying up all the bullets, all the guns yes. and the bullets, oh because everybody knows you can you can shoot a virus. <laughs> so well, they were like right, they were like we're taking this motherfucker down it's like the beginning of the end right I yeah mean, well i think a, movies. a lot of that was political too but yeah. <laughs> no like toilet paper was one that went there was one here that was just stupid as fuck like so there was a kroger i don't know if talent i don't know if uh, canada has kroger i think so yeah um so and darian you know what kroger is mm-hmm. right so we have a Kroger here. We it's called Fred Meyer, um, but it's Kroger brand, and they 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 were limiting people on t- how much toilet paper they could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just got it. They just gotten a new shipment in. They were getting ready to stock the shelves, and they were letting the essential the, the employees, the essential workers, you know, shop after they got off work and shop in the in the stuff that just had arrived, which I think is great. Like they're working yeah. their ass off. They're essential. You know, they're out there risking their lives. Let them shop in the shit that just got there. I don't care. Yeah. But like, they we had one worker walking out the back door. She had just bought some toilet paper. 
Bunchik literally they they, they park her. yeah they basically but basically mugged her punched her in the face took her toilet paper and ran off yeah. oh shit it's like, you, that too. it's like are you fucking kidding me if that were me i would have probably got up and tackled the bitch and beat the hell out of her yeah, if you need a clean ass that bad. <laughs> right, go use a towel. I don't know. Yeah, just, just jump in the shower afterwards. Damn. Right. You got plenty of water. <laughs> I mean, people thought, people acted like the world was fucking ending with the toilet. They turned it's into like, savages. It's so sad to see what, what is going to happen when an apocalypse comes. Right? right. Like, Hopefully how people it's well act. after I'm gone. Yeah, oh god. I hope it's or after my kids I'm too. too. Yeah, because it's bad. Like, I get it. People are are freaking out, and they know that they need to stock up. But it's it's mainly you know it's just that 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 click in your mind, like oh we got to stock up, even though we have you know fucking thousands of rolls of toilet paper. We need more because you know this could be like ten years of a virus and right. It's like, well, it's well, all about the survival of the fittest, right? You take care right. of number one. And, and these are the same the people that people have. Well, and they're the same people that are anti-maskers, and it's like, well, wear a fucking mask in this shit. We wouldn't be having a problem. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my question is: is if for you guys, if a, vi- a vaccine is is released too soon, I, we discussed this on the last episode, Darian, but mm-hmm. your town, will you go get it immediately? Um, if I, I, I think so. I think that because, uh, like I say, being a high high risk, um. You know, I have and I have a wife and three small children that rely on me. So I would, I would, I would get it just out of fear, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, they. I, I read this thing today. Then it, but then again, I'm. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Everything that I read, whether it be on a reliable news website or whatever, I always take with a grain of salt. Always. So, but I read that even if this virus, these virus or these the whatever vaccines vaccines, yeah are as close to being as they say they are things still won't clear up they're predicting until may if we're lucky like if we're lucky if these but it also depends on like things we don't know like how how long are you protected from this virus for right like how many because what they found out is that we have a waning immune system when we get to covid we are we don't have a ton of antibodies and the antibodies that we do have slowly disappear over a specific amount of months like yeah we've had we've had reinfections here horribly people that had it back in march are getting it again right um, and they're talking with some vaccines you need there need to be like multiple doses mm-hmm. right yeah and then almost and, almost within a fine window too yeah yep. so that's where it's like beginning really scary it's like so is it going to be like are you going to have to do it like monthly? I mean, are we, are we talking like every three months for how long? Is it going to be the, the rest of our lives now? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if people don't like getting vaccines. and don't know. Vaccines cause horrible. It's just, shut up. Just, just get a vaccine. Yeah. I, and, yeah. Anti-vaxxers. <laughs> and, uh, <they> <laughs> Especially for breed. you. Especially oh, for you yeah. having kids, right? Like that yeah. is because it's scary for you. Like, you have anti-vaxxers that don't do vaccinations for like measles, mumps, things like that. Mm-hmm. It puts your kid, it puts other kids at risk, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that's always a concern. It's so, I'm sorry. I, I agree. I think they're a different breed and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the thing that they, the anti-vaxxers, I'm not 
belittling anybody because if we have anti-vaxxers listening, listen, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. It don't affect me, so I don't give a shit. But it the, the, the thing that they're relying on or that they've heard that they are taking to their grave is that, you know, vaccines cause autism and all and things like that. Okay. But the the paper that that scientist that they're that they're talking about that wrote that paper um his his paper actually got redacted yeah because it wasn't true but also you have to realize that at the point that they give kids vaccinations at the point in the kid's life they are in a point in their life where they start growing and things are more de- starting to develop too. Mm-hmm. So that's not just, you know, um, physically it's, it's mentally too. So it, it could be that they've already had autism, but it was just starting to develop more. Right. And that's one of the biggest things there. And I, I, I mean, black talent probably could weigh in a lot more on this too, because you know, you have kids. I mean, I mean, honestly, and not really, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, dabble in that spectrum all that much <laughs> i try not to i mean when it comes to you know what things can do and you know it, a lot of it you never know who to believe right so mm-hmm. i mean we just kind of take it a day at a time i mean if, if do i think that vaccinations cause autism no absolutely not that's ridiculous and anybody that believes that well you know i, I feel for you but it, it is ridiculous I mean, yeah, sure. There, has there been negative negative side effects at some point with some human? Probably, sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they they vaccinate in mass. I mean, if there was a major issue, you would see a larger effect on a larger portion of the population, right? Exactly. But you don't. So, and of course, the pros. We all know the pros. I mean, I mean, we've wiped out, you know, plagues and viruses for years and years and years because of vaccinations. So. Mm-hmm. I, looking at one, um, and I don't know, you guys probably don't watch uh, Trevor Noah on The Daily Show. Yeah, I, I watch some of it. I mainly watch, like, the Jordan Klepper stuff on YouTube. Well, like, so he'll bring people on, and, and you know, he's he's actually from Africa, and they talk about some of those, like, those um, very, you know, remote African tribes or, or you know, um, communities, and they don't, they're they're terrified to do, you know, vaccinations because... Um, you know, their religious beliefs, but also they believe it's like something horrible that they're trying mm-hmm. to inject them with and trying to convince them otherwise is, is the hardest thing to do. But, you know, eradicating something like polio just barely, you know, it just happened like, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. It's they're not as advanced as we are, you know, with like we we eradicated polio pretty, pretty well with our mm-hmm. vaccination. But for them, they don't because they don't they don't want to attack that. You know, they're like, I don't know. I, they're going to they're injecting me with something and they're going to control me or they, you know, they believe something. I don't remember what it was, but it's really sad. And, and I don't right. think anybody should ever think that like, that's crazy. Some of the things you hear, right? Like, right. I don't like want to be because out. it's the government's way of injecting me with, with whatever microchips, microchips to control my mind later. On. Yeah. Like that's ludicrous. You think they're injecting you with my, they know everything about you already. I know, and you know that's the fucking truth because I'll be talking about shit, and then I'll go on Facebook, and there's ads for it. Well, that's Facebook, and I hate Facebook. I'm sorry, I deleted my Facebook like that eight, is the most nine months ago. Place ever. <laughs> I don't, I don't, um, like I don't post on Facebook religiously. I think I posted like a link to like the podcast on Facebook. Um, 
But other than that, like I literally, I'm I'm the kind of guy that I do it just to snoop. Like, <laughs> You're a creep. I'm not gonna lie. I do it just to snoop. Yeah, I, you're creeping. I do it to watch videos. When I'm yeah, on the that too. Yeah. So I do my Facebook you know, work. Um, if you haven't watched, there's one. I'll, I'll, I'm going to mention one. Social Dilemma. If you have not watched that, I suggest yeah, everybody watch good. that on Netflix. I've heard about it. Yeah, I, I should. Will, I want to check it out. It will put it put social media into perspective for you and make you just like to me. It and maybe I'm just a compassionate person, but it made me sick to my stomach. Like yeah. thinking that the, the, they're using these platforms the way they do and they should be fucking ashamed of themselves yeah you're a goddamn billionaire but isn't that shameful like I, to me it's shameful and yeah. i don't know if anybody's seen the the jack dorsey and um mark zuckerberg memes going on <laughs> but they're hilarious you know who jack dorsey is jack dorsey is the owner of twitter oh, okay and it's those two are like having a zoom meeting and Jack Dorsey has like this really big beard and Mark Zuckerberg looks like a damn robot. <laughs> and so like there people are memeing this shit out of it. It's hilarious. Oh man. it's just I don't know. Like I said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I hold no judgments against anybody. I'm friends with uh anti vaxxers and I'm friends with people who go balls deep into these Government microchip mind control conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. god, you have a lot more patience than I do. In life. Yeah, me but, too. I don't entertain that crap usually. My thing is, is like I just I love hearing about them. Now I don't believe <laughs> like like certain things. I do believe, like for example, I believe, and if I turn up dead soon, you guys will understand. But oh, I god. feel like, uh, what is it? Uh, John Kennedy was an an inside job. Absolutely was. So, and like, I believe that. I feel like, uh, Mar- I, I believe Marilyn Monroe was. Yeah. Let me tell you something. All right, we're going to get on a conspiracy theory real fast. She was killed because she was going to tell all the shit that was going on. Mm-hmm. That's why she was killed. Yeah. It was, wasn't, it wasn't, they she knew didn't exactly, die. No, no, they knew, no, she, I believe she died of an overdose, but I believe it was given to her by. I do too. Yeah. Because and, they knew her weakness. They knew that she was in recovery. Because she did have a drug problem. Yeah, she was he was in recovery. She was also fucking John Kennedy. Yeah. And he was telling her all the stuff and she was like, you know what, I'm gonna spill the beans on all this. And then they were like, No, you fucking ain't lady. Yeah. And so I mean I believe certain things like I mean, obviously aliens are real, but that's a different story for a different time. <laughs> but JFK was definitely an inside job. Kevin Costner has, has convinced me. I don't have you ever seen JFK. I haven't seen JFK. <laughs> I've been a little uh, facetious there, but no, I, I do believe it was a uh, great movie, though. JFK, Kevin Costner. Uh, I'm going to awesome watch movie. it. You um, should check it out. There's one there's one. That, one thing that really uh, uh, like nobody talks about is his wife in that situation, right? Like mm-hmm. Everybody remembers that situation, but could you imagine being Jackie at the time? Mm. Like, yeah. Just your dead husband sitting in your lap, and you're then you're trying to like pick up his grab his brains brain. off the back <laughs> right? of the trunk. Yeah. Like, oh man. And then thinking like, did I get shot? And, and like, uh, yeah. like what? Like all the things that would be going through your mind would be horrible, right? Like, oh yeah. Ah, a traumatizing event for sure, to say the least. I mean, we're gonna do an episode on conspiracy theories because that is my that is my <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> I will be sitting here, and I'm sorry, Darian, but you will you will be laughed at by me. Uh, that's lot. fine. You'll you laugh better... at me till all the shit comes out, and everybody was like, "Holy fuck, Darian was right the whole <laughs> Darian time." Darian was right. I, uh, He's like a I savant. Would, I don't believe this, but <laughs> prophet Darian. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, no, no. Uh, yeah, the conspiracy theorists. Um, there was one. Like, I also think that his brother was an inside job too. Or if not, uh, not necessarily by the government, but by the mob. Well, I think possibly. the guy that killed Robert Kennedy was a mob assassin. From because Chicago? That whole family, the Kennedys, have a history with the mob. That's how his dad got put in the position he was put in. And they didn't like that the... Because see, when Robert Kennedy was going to take office, you got to think that was like, what, that was in the 60s, like late... 60s the mob was still around and he was going to crack down on it and it's basically like the mob had the mentality it's like you know we put your family in this position to begin with starting with your dad so now you're going to fucking crack down on us so then they sent sirhan b sirhan was his name and he was a mob assassin and my grandpa believes it too so mark my words Okay, we're getting these aren't cursed. You're getting off topic now. <laughs> if Granddaddy Sykes says it's so, then I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we covered quite a bit, and I think we're 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 about two hours, a little over two hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think this is a good stopping point, and uh, thanks for being here, Black Talon. We had a lot. I think we had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot yeah. of fun chatting. Anytime, yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. I'm always up and to it, chat. You guys know that. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to be on another episode, just let us know, and we'll, you know, and we might, we actually might find a good, a good topic to bring you in on. So sure, I'm always around. Just let me know. Expect that call, like call to arms, like yeah. Darian said. <laughs> oh, just as long as it's later on in the evening, right? Unless you want to hear yeah. a bunch of kids screaming. Uh, I no. like I told you, I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother uh, me. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> but anyways, if anybody out there would like to. Be on an episode of the podcast. Mr. Black Talent can attest. It is a dream come true. This is all he's wanted to do with his life. Absolutely. Um, he's going to go to bed and dream about being on another episode. So if you, if anybody out there wants to be on our podcast, you don't have to be our friends. You don't have to be our family. We just want to hear what you have to say. You can reach us at our email at the letter yinternerd at gmail.com. I repeat, yinternerd at gmail.com. Other than that, we have a Discord, which the link will be below in the description. Yes, also, said, do you put the email down there too? I do. I put the okay. email down the there. The email is and... going to be down there too, so you ain't got to do the hard part. You yeah. just copy and paste. Copy no excuses. No excuses. Because we want to hear what you have to say, and I know damn well you want to hear what we have to say. That's why we are killing it on the ratings right now. We are beating Joe Rogan's podcast by a mile. Yeah, okay. That's, that's a little... <laughs> that's a little... Presumptuous. All right. Fuck Joe Rogan. And if you guys need a, don't say that, Talon. You just damned us to an eternity of nobody listening because they're gonna be like, they don't like Joe Rogan. You don't. You don't need Joe Rogan. You got Black Joe. It's all good. Yeah. Tyrion loves Joe Rogan. I I love Joe Rogan. He's a man crush on him. I think. Not. Not like it. That would be one of like one of the top five people if I could sit down and have a conversation with. (laughs) One of would probably be Joe Rogan. But anyways, if you guys are looking for a crisp, refreshing beverage. While enjoying the podcast or talking on the podcast, I do highly recommend Liquid Death Mountain Water. This isn't a sponsorship. I just got it today from the Dash Mart, and it is got a really badass can. 
The picture of it's in the Discord. So check it out. It's delicious. It's just, I mean, it just tastes like normal water. I just got it because I thought the can was cool. And I never seen canned water. <laughs> You've never but seen marketing water. done right right there. No. Yeah. No, I'm really? going to kill it when we start getting sponsorships, dude. I'm telling you, like, especially when we get Manscapes. I'm going to be like, do you love your balls? <laughs> I'm lawnmower 3.0. I really landscaping. Okay. I do too. It's the perfect like, way to. I'm gonna be like, it's the perfect way to trim your taint. They have the best products. I'm gonna tell you that right now. If you don't have a product from them, you should buy one. Do you really have one? hundred uh, percent. The lawnmower or whatever they call it. The, yeah, the lawnmower 3.0. I, I have the lawnmower 3.0. I hundred percent do. I was gonna order it, but I ended up getting um one of and those Philip One Blades or whatever. Those things are pretty neat. They have the most amazing wipes. They're called ball wipes. Mm. They Caress are amazing. your balls, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mostly gentlemen. But ladies, if you have balls too, I don't judge. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I'm just inclusive, man. No, yeah. They're not they're just you can I, they're not meant specifically just for your balls. No, they're, I mean women use their uh what is it, their shave um what is it? Their shave. Mirror? I don't know. No, it's like <laughs> manscaping. It's like a set of shaving cream you can put on this like shave butter or something. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. Women use it. I've seen. I read their reviews because I was going to get a lawnmower. But <laughs> anyways, if you guys, like I said, want to join our conversations, join the Discord, send us an email. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, this is Darian Sykes, your host with the most, signing off. And this is Ed signing off. I guess it's Black Town signing off too. Yep, the Canadian conundrum signing (laughs) off. All right, have a good one. See ya.